Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Leader, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. This is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks, and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. All right, everybody, we are here with episode 113 of Coco Talk Live, where we are now even liver than ever, because this is for the first time being broadcast as a live audio podcast on Spreaker. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. all right and we are here we are live we are liver than ever coco talk has always been live coco talk has been innovative in the fact that it has been the first and only live talk show dedicated to the tandy color computer how do we get even better well we get even better by getting even more liver so now are we not only streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, we're, sle- we're streaming live on freaking, uh, where the frick are we freaking streaming live? We're streaming live on our <laughs> Twitter page. So we're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We're now also streaming live for the first time ever as a live audio podcast on Spreaker. So Spreaker is a um, podcasting network and we're there. We're on that thing. And on that thing, you can now listen to the show live. So for those of you who um, maybe have a bandwidth challenge or you're at work or you're driving and you just you want to experience the show somehow, well, now you can experience it live and audibly. And it's also interactive. So while you're listening live, like Nick Marotta is there. Nick Marotta says, hello, chat room. So Nick Marotta is in the live chat on Spreaker. So not only is it a live audio stream, but it's an interactive live audio stream. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Obviously, it's our first time doing it. There may be a glitch or two. There may be a challenge or two along the way, and we'll fix them as always. Uh, So we got, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a great show, but we've got a show (laughs) in store for you today. Wait, it's upsell it, Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And on our panel, we have our usual cast of characters. Some of them we're fond of, others, eh. But in no particular order, we've got Mr. Mark Bosley in the house. Good afternoon, Mark. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Excellent. Thank you for asking. From O Canada, we've got L Curtis Boyle. G'day and hello and 
Hello, everyone. I'm just here to keep the Canadian content quota up. So, All right, all right, all right. And we also have from O Canada, Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. Nick Marota. How you doing, Nick? Good day. Thank you. I'm doing great. All right. We've got uh, from Tandy Color Computer, from TDP Electronics, and the Tandy Shack. We've got Terry Steggy in the house. Good morning, everybody. All right. Good afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> Rob Inman oh, says Spreaker is replaced by Streaker by Autocorrect. <laughs> uh, down under, we've got David O'Connor. Hello, everybody. Good to be here again for another episode of Experiments. <laughs> it's like a science. It's like going to science class all the time, right? It's like a poorly designed science project. <laughs> yes. 113th time is the charm. From Ron's Garage. This guy has more Facebook channels than we've got on Discord. Ron Delvo! Hey! What's That's saying something, too. What's yes. the matter you? Hey, what's the matter you? Hey. I'm sure he's going to have a new stack of, of awesome collections to show off today. This is the guy who's got what some people might call a problem on eBay. But Brian Weasler's in the house. How are you? Good. Hello, everybody. I'm a... Coconut. Oh, yes, you are. And we are proud of that. Fly your cocoa <laughs> colors and fly them proud. Uh, we've also got with us, uh, look at the cup. Look at that shameful, shameful plug. I approve. Uh, Mr. James Diffendaffer is with us. Hello, James. Hello, Stevie. Are you sure it shouldn't be unusual cast of characters? Unusual cast. <laughs> and I must say, James, you sound very clear today. Yes, and thank you for the new headset. Well, thank our patrons because uh, we, we do have patronage and we do have sponsors and so we have a budget. The budget does, does not go into any of the quality of the show itself, <laughs> but it is helping James Diffendaffer sound loud and clear. Yes, Curtis. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to ask uh, James here with his new headset here, is it going to be able to pick up the train better? We have yet to find out, but mm -hmm. I have a mute button on the cable so I can always turn it off at any time. Okay. I can also mute you guys, too. So. Oh, neat. <laughs> hey, I want one of those headsets. <laughs> <laughs> I, want with, I want one with a built-in filter that just mutes David Ladd. Uh, speaking of which, we've got the guy who says... Uh, oh, I'm much happier breaking stuff. It's Sir David Ladd. Welcome, David. Why, thank you, Stevie, and hello! Everyone, is everybody ready for yet another excellent show? I certainly hope so. Today, we're going to have a great and wonderful experience with everyone. So let's get this show on the road. Is that right, Stevie? We're uh, going to get. And it's absolutely uh -huh. right. Yes, thank you, David. Stevie, right. you off. Turning the enthusiasm up to eleven. <laughs> yes. And the thunder from down under himself, maker of cheap, crappy, semi-graphic knockoff games. It is none other than Nick <laughs> Morentes. G'day, everyone. Yep, I'm here to uh, bring us back down to earth after that <laughs> David Ladd interview. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, now joining us from somewhere. Look in your rearview mirror, Grant Lady. <laughs> Uh, on the road, chasing storms, chasing God knows what else. It's Grant Leedy, the Internet's own Grant Leedy. Hello, Grant. Hello. How's it going, everybody? 
We're doing fine. Hey, Say hi to the folks on Spreaker, too. Grant, we are live. We are live audio broadcasting on Spreaker. Hello, everybody on Spreaker. Hello. <laughs> Eric Canales I'm says I'm ready. <sighs> All right. So we've just. Optional on Spreaker. Clothing optional on Streaker. Yes, 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 yes. So um, that's our introductions. And unfortunately, that's all the show we got for you, folks. So goodbye. We'll see you next week. Cue outro. (laughs) I'm sure Jim Brain would consider that a massive improvement. Yes, 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 yes. That's a major, major core dump. (laughs) The whole lot got dumped. Look at that. So um, everybody have their uh, icon, their little. uh, No, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay, so that's when I was really confused. I saw the message that said, uh, get your Coco mouse pointer, and I thought it meant a mouse pointer that would run on the actual Raspberry Pi itself. So this is one that actually runs on a real, like on Windows. On Windows, yeah. So it's a Windows mouse pointer. Mm -hmm. That is really cool, Rondell, though. And Grant Leedy, if you could, uh, you know, keep your filing down to a minimum. We hear a lot of noise coming from you right now. Um, here we go. Retro Innovations has just chimed in. He says, like the incoherent warbling of a stupidly sloshed patron at Bob's Bait and Bar on karaoke night, it's Coco Talk. Thank you very much for that introduction, <laughs> Retro Innovations. Uh, Eric and this and is I- the guy that wants to host the show sometime. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, like insult to Bob's Free Bait and Bar. Free bird. Free bird. <laughs> Sounds yes. like a description of our attempts to get uh, audio streaming going that time, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and with us in the live chat, let's 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 recognize everyone except for uh, Retro Innovations and Jim Brain. But Mark B was here. Rob Inman is here. Uh, James Jones says, "Does it start at two o'clock or four o'clock?" I'm seeing live in three hours. Uh, I don't know, uh, James Jones. I apologize for that. Mark B., Rob Inman, James Jones says, nice ukulele work. Sean Ernst is here. Hey, Sean, how are you? Everybody say hi to Sean and to James and to Rob Inman. Matchy is here. Hey, Matchy. Terry Steggy is here in the live chat. Curtis Boyles in the live chat. Eric Canales is here. Dave's Hobbies is here. Retro Innovations. Um, so, uh, and, and live on Spreaker right now, Nick Marota is there hanging out. So is Terry Steggy and so is Nick Marota. So you can chat with us live on Spreaker. If you're uh, on the road somewhere or somewhere where YouTube is not practical, you can still catch us live and you can still interact with us. Uh, just like the other folks on YouTube can. Um, there's our introductions. Uh, there's our show. Good night. We'll see you next week. Um, how about, uh, project updates, acquisitions? Anybody got any? I have a small one. Uh, well, listen. Yes, that's very brave of you. <laughs> we're we're all friends here, Curtis. Uh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what this group's for. We all have the same problem, right? Let's not be off of work here. Let's let's stay on topic. Okay, thank you. So we have David Ladd as our moral compass. Amen. Uh, Tom C. Uh, from Jersey just joined us. Tom C., how you doing? All right, Curtis, tell us about your small one. <laughs> okay, my small <laughs> update, uh, just to clarify. Um, I've been working on uh, getting the Super Ike Icon Editor for Nitrous 9 working. Um, it's going to be part of the EOU Beta 5 release, which is still a ways away yet. But I wanted to get that particular program done 
so I could get some volunteers to help start designing icons for all the VDG-based games that we'll be putting in, like all the Sierra stuff and the Epic stuff, etc. And I finally got it roughly running here about a, two nights ago. So I gave a copy to Rob Inman and Nick Morentes, who have both uh, graciously volunteered, been coerced into uh, helping design some of these icons. And uh, they've been banging on the software for a bit. And it seems to be, for the most part, working pretty good. There's a few cosmetic changes they want. But uh, I know Nick's already done his first uh, preliminary icon design on it. And um, we might show that a little bit later in the show. But that, that's the update. And that's going to be part of e- Ease of Use Beta 5. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. I would cool, just cool. I would just like to uh, request, humbly, whenever you mention Rob Inman's name, you put the proper emphasis on the syllable and refer to him as Rob <laughs> Inman. Yes. So. Uh, very cool. And I got to say, I got to say, and of course... Um, this is biased but true. I, li- I listened to the replay because we did get some feedback. Last week, I streamed for the first time using OBS. So it's new software. I've got to, you know, there's settings we got to play with. So we- I got some feedback saying, listen, the-, the levels were not good. Things were out of balance. Some people were low, et cetera. So I listened to the entire show for quality control, not for narcissistic reasons. And... Um, <laughs> And listening to Rob Inman's, uh, uh, what the hell is that thing called that he did? The uh, RS RSB RSB. Um, it translated well. It translated to audio pretty well. Just listening to the discussion of what he was doing, uh, I could still kind of follow it. So good job, Rob Inman, on that presentation. And um, you know, we kind of threw out the word inspirational, and you know, when we referred to that cheap, crappy waterfall game. But I do think that things that we're doing here are inspiring people because eventually I will probably do something in Nitrous 9 and people like Rob and Min who are paving the way and and doing things and getting excited, getting people excited. Bruce Moore has been working in, in Nitrous 9 and Basic 09 and hybriding, you know, things Actually, with assembly. I, yeah, go ahead, Nick Murray. I started I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but I've started working on a basic program as well, just from you know, seeing uh, Nick release something. Yeah. So, I mean, wanting to uh, program a little game as well. So I think the things that are being done by members of the community are inspiring other people. So I just want to say thank you guys for, for all doing different things and letting us realize other things we can do with the cocoa and, you know, spreading your wings. Inspirational does not mean coming up with a brand new idea of a program that's never been done before. It's inspiring you to actually try programming again for the first time in 30 years mm-hmm. or trying something in programming that you haven't done before. The yeah. program itself is what we're trying to emphasize. Going from high-level languages to color basic is like programming for the first time in 30 years. Completely different. There's no encapsulation of data. There's no, like, you're back to the global variables and spaghetti way of coding, which is kind of fun still, you know? So. We yeah, need yeah. to be careful, Stevie, because we don't want to get Rob in a bigger <laughs> ego than he already has. Ah, yes. I'm not <laughs> <Too late>. sure. <laughs> I think we have, I think actually I think he has a bigger ego than you do, Stevie. Well, uh, well Curtis has already mentioned he has a small one. I wasn't gonna do anything, but since we're <laughs> confessing, yes, I've got a small one too when it comes to my ego. So yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> I'm very modest. <laughs> Uh, so if you're experiencing ego for more than four hours, um, <laughs> Rob, so, so yes. So just so you know, I don't think there's an actual word called liver. 
So it does look like we're saying that we're liver than ever. Liver. And we are getting some comments about liver. Some people say that liver is higher in iron. Uh, David's Good. Hobby says liver is not a word except for food. So you might want to change that to something to more proper English, but screw you. Uh, here's why you're wrong, David. Um, <laughs> well, I've heard than ever. Heard. <laughs> this came up before the show. Yeah. This came up before the show, and he did it anyway. So That's right. I was already it's told humor. that. It's humor. That's one of the things we have here. With a U. We have humor. It's huge. Humor. We got huge amounts of humor on this show here. Uh, <laughs> David Lord so says. Can I make an announcement? Uh, you have a little one, too? No, I actually have a big announcement. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Let's hear it, David. Let's hear it, uh, Grant Lady. <laughs> well, since I'm in a in a place right now with good uh, with cell coverage, I thought I would go ahead and make this announcement now. Uh, I was on the hotel committee for the uh, Cocoa Fest for next year, and I am proud to announce that we have officially have uh, will be signing the contract for the uh, the uh, new location, and I do have the dates for next year uh it will be april 18th and 19th of next year and it will be at the holiday in elk grove uh hotel there in elk grove illinois excellent so april 18th and 19th and uh, this will be a major upgrade uh to the hotel and our convention center we won't have to worry about putting a jacket on to go outside it's all one big building and and everything like that but those dates are now set in stone and finalized so Okay. Now, I, I wanted to ask you something because I think you mentioned it before in private, but just to make it, it it's public. Um, my understanding is that currently, as it currently stands, we are not allowed to play live music, though, right? I will follow up with uh, Mike on that to, to see that. But I did see something that, that something about we can't have live live music or anything like that. But you guys are not that loud, so I wouldn't think it'd be that big of a problem. But okay, yeah, I'm just hoping if they have, a, hold if have a volume restriction, we can definitely turn amps and stuff down. So, is it yeah. a volume restriction or or is it a copyright issue? Because I know some some venues have laws where they've got to have like a, an app or amp cost or whatever your equivalent is over there. Um, the, the licensing companies that license uh, payments to artists sometimes have strongholds on venues. And mm. if the venue doesn't pay the fee, they're not allowed to host anything where music might be performed that's copyright to somebody else. No, it's a bad I mean, music uh, restriction. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably what it is. No, I think it really is because of a noise level. Because unlike the old facility, the the uh, convention is going to be held inside the, the hotel. So you got to be careful not to uh, disturb the other guest inside the uh, building. But I'm sure that's something we'll look into with Mike and uh, get back some clarification back on that. Well, okay. People might actually want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, this year we got bopped out of the elevator, and uh, next year we'll be uh, removing the venue for noise. <laughs> so one night, twenty twenty-five, we'll be playing in a field at some farmer somewhere. It'll be like Woodstock for the cocoa. That's what I'm thinking. So one nice <laughs> thing about this uh, facility, we will have uh, shuttle buses that will go to and from the uh, airport to the hotel. So that will be another thing too that people want to take into consideration when they. Their plans that they will may not have to purchase a uh, rental car. On this nice, trip, so nice. Are we going to so, have to go to a financing department for our rooms? Uh, nope. The rooms will be just. Uh, I think it's about five or ten dollars more than it was last year at ninety nine dollars right. a night. So, and uh, I know we have that rate for uh, Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. But I think uh, Mike is working to get that extended as well for Thursday and, and Sunday nights as well. So you get so four days I, instead of two. If I go there and drop the name Grant Leedy. They charge you double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Gotta> do <it. laughs> Is breakfast included? Because we know it's all about the food. 
No, unfortunately, it was like breakfast is not included, but I am also on the food committee, too, so we might uh, make some concessions on that, too. I do know there was a pass that you could purchase for the all-you-can-eat buffet for $10, but but there's also food options we're going to be looking into as well, so I'll have more, more information on that coming up. And that's one of the nice thing too. We do have a full service bar and full service restaurant in this hotel as well. So nice. Well, we, we are a full service group, so <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. if there's a full if there's a full service bar, I wonder if it would be possible to arrange something that quite often they have, uh, like entertainment and places like that. Maybe there could be an arrangement made to have a, a jam session in there or something. Yeah, do you want them to empty out the uh, bar and lose all their patrons? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Curtis and Curtis and Stevie, they they can scare everybody away. <laughs> I resemble that remark. Roger that. Uh, so, real quick, there's somebody in the live chat, uh, GE Galaxy Emperor, and I believe this is a person who watches some of my live streams when I live stream video games. So, I'm not sure how much this guy is trolling in an attempt to have fun or not, but let's not engage in, um, when I say let's, I'm talking about at least us on the panel. Let's not in starting to engage with, uh, with uh, people who are, um, I don't know what the heck they're doing. But anyway, so GE Galaxy Explorer, I know who you are. I recognize your name. You've watched me play video games on YouTube. However, just to be safe, I've put uh, I've put him in timeout on YouTube. I don't know how long timeout lasts, so hopefully if he wants to come back, he can. But for the rest of us, unless somebody's being really, really nasty, let's just let them say what they're going to say. Um, that's cool. So this is the same uh, venue, Grant, that uh, VCF Midwest has been at for the past few years. Um, and so we saw last year when you guys were there, you guys streamed some of the showroom and it's pretty, it's, it's pretty spacious, right? And I know, um, Jim Brain showed off some pictures cause he went there and scoped it out too ahead of time. Jim Brain's very active at VCF Midwest. He's, uh, he's kind of a rock star in that uh, venue there. Um, and so he's taken some photographs. So it's much larger. There's, there are, there's thousands of, uh, thousands of benefits to this venue, right? So this is That's good correct. news. Good news. Now, do you know what roughly our um, our hotel rate is going to be um, negotiated? The room rate for the event is that to be determined, or is that somewhat known? Ninety nine dollars a night. Ninety nine dollars a night, which is roughly what it was for the Coco Fest rate, right? That's a little correct. higher, but not much. Yeah, I think it was eighty nine dollars at the old, at the other venue. So. Okay. Okay. But there's so many other perks. Like you mentioned, it's a bigger venue. Everything's under the same roof. We don't have to leave to go to the convention. Well, I mean, it wasn't like it was a mile away. It was, you know, it was across the parking lot. But it's all self-contained. Um, there is the ability to get food there. There's alcohol there, which is a plus. And there's free shuttle service, which means you don't have to rent a car. So, proof. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a Starbucks across the street. There's a Portillo's. There's a block and a half down the street. So, we still got access to all of our favorite restaurants and so forth. Too. Excellent, excellent. And we kind of started tradition last year where we went to that, what was it called? The, the wine place that we had our little family dinner at? Fire and, Fire wine. and wine. Fire and wine, yeah. So, we kind of started a tradition at Fire and Wine for Friday night. So, hopefully, we can continue yeah. that tradition. That was a nice place. The food yeah, was that, great. I think that should be should be only about 20 25 minutes of drive from yeah. our location yeah so excellent well thanks I for the update our, yeah, our no rooms, problem our rooms at the other place was uh 
like $113 a night with all the taxes. With the taxes and stuff. stuff. So it's going to go up about 10 bucks. That would kind of be good to know if you um, are trying to plan how much money you need to save up. Uh, Mark B is asking which airport. I'm assuming it's O'Hare. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So from O'Hare. Which I think most people fly in and out of anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I usually try to go for Midway. Well, I get. I think their crack is on sale at Midway this week, right? <laughs> right? So, you might not make it out. Flying thing you guys speak of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got some of the hardcore, like all the Canadians that drive down. They they do the yeah. whole snowbird migration. They fly south. All, all you would be flying people <laughs> drive south for the winter, right? So, um, cool stuff. Cool stuff. And, and and one other thing too, we have plenty of room to grow too. So we will not be. Uh, running out of space in this new location for quite some time. Excellent. So that's that's a good thing. So hopefully we'll be there for several years to come. And okay. if I remember correctly, Elk Point's actually pretty close to Lombard, so it's actually not that far away from where the old location was, right? No, no about 15 minutes uh, north. It's right by the airport. Okay. So if we needed to take a road trip and, and go by and touch the Heron, theoretically we could. Yes. Assuming it's unlocked. I don't know if they have that room unlocked when there's not an event there. You probably have to do that on Friday okay. <laughs> during business hours, I would assume. So, but yeah, I, I think everybody will be very happy at the new location. And I, I think it's a major upgrade from where we've been for the last few years. And um, I think it's uh, I think we'll have a lot of good times. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. What is it, 10 minutes? Ten months, ten months to go until that happens. I might even, maybe, be able to get a chance to to have my first visit to the United States from Australia. Let's, Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, see if you can time. put Nick Marionettes in your suitcase and bring him with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking right. of uh, sp- speaking of Nick Marentes, actually, I do have a little bit of a uh, uh, an acquisition here. Um, it's a a software acquisition. I haven't had a chance to play around with it yet, though. I've had a really flat-out busy week, but uh, I bought a copy of Nick's uh, Popstar Pilot and got the bonus game pack with it. So uh, I've got a few uh, pretty cool little disc images there to stick onto my SDC. Nice. And, um, and have a play around with on the Coco now that it's got uh, 2 meg of RAM, see how it all works, and uh, see what all the hype's about with uh, Popstar Pilot. I'm looking forward to it. And for anyone that doesn't know, I have the whole thing, the whole Popstar Pilot and bonus games thing available for $10 US uh, at the moment. So great price. As a digital bargain. Bargain at double the price. That's right. And and at that price, it doesn't matter if the game's a crap. (laughs) (laughs) How much for more than one level on Popstar Pilot, though? Oh, that'll be another $20. Okay. <laughs> so that is um no that's great that's great um thanks for that update grant leedy on on coco fest we're all uh, looking forward to that so curtis had a, a small update grant has an update anybody else have a project update or acquisition terry steggy is raising his hand terry well, steggy I'm, I'm gonna blame nick for his uh, software too i ended up i bought one another one of these to try see if i can run it his game with that on waterfall actually so <laughs> huh. and then i have to get my uh, father's day gift one of them it's a metal sign oh wow oh, 
That's the uh, that's, cool. that's the ad, the magazine ad, huh? Yeah, the Isaac Asimov one. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I also got. Where'd you get that done? That was uh, from the Radio Shack store, was it? Or? Actually, let me show it back again. Sorry. Was it from a Radio Shack store? Was it? Or? It was from the catalog. Yeah, I know. The, I know the, the pictures from the catalog, but the actual sign was that from the, from a Radio Shack store, or, or was no, it? No, uh, I'm not sure where they got it from. I assume uh, they had it made, like with the image. So I was wondering. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I, thought, I just thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Know, just a metal, metal sign. Obviously, understand you well. Yeah, they do. I, they know I have a problem. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> okay, so what do we got there? That's Springster and Downland. Yeah, I thought okay. they had different labels. I I hadn't seen that label. My other Downland has two labels, depending on which version you get. That one's probably the one point one one that works properly on the Cocoa Three. The original one point zero did not. You're, yep, I think you're right, Curtis. I've, I've got both versions. I just thought those labels looked kind of kind of different and cool. I hadn't seen them before. So anyway, that's all I've got. Neat, neat, neat. Thank you for sharing. Um, so yeah, I just want to say right now, we've got 23 people watching us live on YouTube. There are 13 of us in a panel. So that means there's at least 10 people who aren't us who are watching us right now. And I want to you 10 people, I want to say this. I want to say... Uh, thank you. Yes, you're too kind. And thank you. Yes, thank you for tuning in every week and being here. It helps uh, helps motivate me to want to do the show when people enjoy the show. And my friends get together and we just hang out here and shoot the uh, cocoa shite together um, and also we're sorry we're sorry yes and brian <laughs> weasler is raising his hand very politely i must add uh, brian yes. weasler you have the floor sir thank you yeah, i got a couple items here I'd like to like to share i picked up uh this manual for the uh for the the cg uh, cgp 220 okay it was kind of there it was there it was that color printer that was available it was kind of an inkjet type printer yeah coloring jet made by canon sold by tandy yeah yeah, and uh, I actually had one of these uh, back in the day, and uh, I just I don't know where it ever went if uh, got misplaced or in a move or something like that. But I picked up the manual, and uh, I'm keeping my eyes open for one of these printers. I'd really like to get one again, but uh, they just don't come up very often. So, but uh, I thought I'd at least grab the manual. That was kind is of is that a, a dot matrix color? No, it's, it's an inkjet. Kind of, it's like an inkjet printer. It actually has the four colors: uh, black, cyan, yellow, and uh, magenta. So actually spraying yeah. ink, not the pens, yeah. like the plotter. Yep. Yep. Yeah, sprays yep. ink. It's, it's like actually driven by six eight oh nine too. Huh. Yeah, it's, oh, it's wow. sprays ink there. It has a it has two ink packs. Uh one is uh just black and then the other cartridge has uh three three bladders in it that have the uh the, the three colors. Yeah. Okay. It has a little lever you have to pump CMY? it when you first turn it on to get the ink flowing smoothly. Yeah, too. yeah, to kind of prime it a little bit. Yeah, I remember that. I got one. You have one? Yep. Wow. Jealous. <laughs> and then um i also uh picked up a couple cartridges um i got these two from uh from a gentleman there uh uh spider side spider side yep and then he was also had a uh a coco max ah look yeah. at oh. that oh, so cool. got, got, one, got one of those that's and got then, a high-res uh, joystick three. interface on it huh yep yeah. we'll work we'll work on the three okay we'll not work on the three okay well on the um your um is it with the multi-pack MPI. yeah so yeah, it won't work on a cocoa three if a multi-pack but it would work direct works direct okay so would it work I'll with the y cable do you know Ron? i don't know i all i know is that the upgraded 
um, like multi-pick will work. Drama King, we're not putting him on. Okay, I have to try it. I have to try it out and play with it a little bit. Yeah. And then the, there was a guy that had a, a Coco Two with some game cartridges, and so I, um, like I, a lot of times, what I do is I'll drop them a little message and see if they want to sell the cartridges separately. And he said he wanted to sell it as a whole pack. And it never sold, so before he reposted, he reached out back out to me and said that he would sell them. So I went ahead and picked up uh, these five cartridges from uh, from a guy, uh, one of which was a another, another Coco Max. <laughs> Max. So, uh, well, you know that'll work for the Coco too. <laughs> yeah, okay, and then uh, some uh, color scripts it. Scripts it. Yeah, I always uh-huh. have to be careful when I say scripts it because sometimes I want to <laughs> drop an H, an H in there. <laughs> Color scripts it. 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 Okay. And then also we had some at a wild, wild catting. Yes. Yeah. That's one I've never I've had before or ever played. So I'll check that one out. And then some clowns and clowns and balloons. That was one there. And another one I've been wanting to get for a while. I wish I had it in a box though, but. Demolition Derby. Demolition Derby. Nice. Oh, cool. yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, that's what I got to share today. Very cool. So, every week you have something new and exciting to share with us. I want to say hi to a few people that just chimed in the live chat, too. So, Sixie is out there. That's Karen Anscombe, creator of XROAR, an excellent emulator for the Calor computer and the Dragon computer. Hello, Sixie. Moat58 is out there. Hello, Moat58. Robin is out there. Ken Reichert has joined us. Ken says, Maximum Coco Max. Sixy <laughs> um, says, Color Scripts It was actually good. But super Scripts It. Oh, Super Scripts It was actually good, but for a different platform, of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ken Reichert says, Color Scripts It. Almost as good as Audio Spectrum Analyzer. <laughs> <laughs> and and Qui Gon has just joined us. Hello, Qui Gon. Uh, very cool. Thanks, guys, for being here. So, uh, and we've just been joined by Mark D. Overholzer. Hello, Mark. Are you able to talk, Mark? Are you? Uh... I should be able to. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Hello. Welcome to the program, Mark D. Overholzer. Thank you. I'm out camping, but at the moment, I'm hanging out at a local grocery store that has Wi-Fi. Oh, neat, neat. Uh, safe zone. <laughs> yes, safe zone. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Mark. Uh, do you have anything to share with us other than your incredibly dapper shirt you're wearing there? Uh, no, no, nope. not okay. this mine. Where are you camping at? Are you able to disclose the location, or is there a, is this top secret? Or yeah, it's called Schwartz Park. It's uh, near a reservoir called Dorina Lake. And what uh, what city state? Uh, city is Cottage Grove, and the state is Oregon. Oregon. Uh, have you seen the Oregon Trail while you're there? Uh, numerous times. And have you by any chance gotten at least a mild case of dysentery? Nope, never have for that. Okay, well, that's good. Keep that up. Uh, Thank you. All right, so Brian Weezer has done some more show and tell with us, always making us jealous. Anybody else have any project updates or acquisitions or things they'd like to share with the group? Going once, going twice. Would you like to share your cat with us, David O'Connor? Yeah, he's uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got quite the mane on him. He is one fluffy kitty, huh? He's he's actually a, his breed is a Maine Coon. Yeah, can, he's a, a very very large cat. He's, he'll be sixteen years old in September. God bless him. So yeah, he's getting on. He's my faithful Coco cat. 
Mm. Always wants to be the center of attention. Absolutely. And and they should be. And we've also been joined by Rob Inman. Rob Inman, welcome to the program. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to you. I don't know if you heard my compliment, but your uh, RSB segment played well on audio, and I enjoyed listening to it. Oh, why, thank you. Yes, yes. But I have been warned that that might help uh, your ego. So uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully your ego is manageable today. Oh, it's but it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so here's what we're going to do, boys and girls. I'm going to thank our patrons. I'm going to show you the latest uh, segment and a new little piece that we have that is called, um, what was it called, Coco Thoughts? What was our new segment called? It is called yeah, Coco Thoughts, wasn't it? Coco Thoughts. So we're going to see Coco Thoughts number three. You've seen Coco Thoughts number one. You've seen Coco Thoughts number two. We're going to debut. Not only are we debuting the fact that we are live audibly on Spreaker, which also means if you guys want to hear the audio podcast, typically it's taken me time to manually download and edit and convert and save the video show into audio format. Um, we will, you will now have near real-time access to the audio replays of the show, you know, same day, most likely. So if you, if you missed it live and you want to listen to it, you'll be able to hear it uh, much quicker. Uh, and, and, Erico, Erico has joined us. Hello, Erico. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Is it Erico or Erico? But we know who you are. You do cool stuff with the cocoa, and we're glad that you're here. All right, so let's uh, let's thank our patrons. Let's hear Cocoa Thoughts number three. We're going to take about a two-minute commercial break, um, and then we'll be back. Paul Thayer has just joined us. Ah, you guys are doing the show today. Yes, Paul Thayer. We, you know, we we typically don't do the show every week on Saturdays, but this week we thought, you know what? Just to be random and spontaneous, we'll do our show on Saturday. But we're here, Paul. Glad to have you. And uh, let's now talk about our patron sponsors of our program that have helped get James Diffendaffer a clean, clear-sounding microphone. But Al Hartman, Alan Huffman, Blair Ledoux, Brendan Donahue of the CocoVGA.com project, Brian Joyce of Extractus.com, D. Bruce Moore with CocoForever.GraceNote.ca. Oh, I spelled GraceNote wrong. It's an E in GraceNote. FOD.GraceNote.ca. Also one of Bruce's sites. We've got Davey Mitchell. We've got Diego is here. We've got Disney Saints fan. Eric Canales and his color-computer.com. I forgot to put Diego's site. What is Diego's site? Yet another color computer site.info. Y-A-C-C-S dot info. Stevie, did, did you misspell Eric Canales as well? Did I misspell Eric Canales? Any, yeah, yeah, Canals. Eric Canals, uh, <laughs> one of our sponsors, yeah. Hey, listen, we're liver than ever, so Eric Canals is up there. Uh, Grant Leedy, Jason Downs, Kyle Edder, Ken Reichard, and Ken kenmakeit.com, Paul Fiscarelli, Frenomythic, Ripen Peach, Richard Lorbieski, and Boysontech.com. Rob Inman, Steve Bjork, Terry Steggy, The Backyard Shed Gang, Tom C., and Tom S., all patron sponsors of the show. Thank you. You are all too kind. We'll be back in just a minute. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If I put a real-time clock in my color computer, who would I blame when I say out too late? Hi, this is Curtis Boyle, part of the uh, Cocoa Talk 
crew of people. Hey everybody, this is Bill Noble, co-author of Nitrous Nine. You are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk show. Good day, mates. This is Nick Marionettes, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes, and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation, Nitrous 9, is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Ease of use. So we can talk over the commercials I find now. OS 9 so incredibly intuitive I that like I haven't once cracked please. open the user manual. And yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Waltzing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect Nick my Marotta, next Nick game, Marotta, Nick Marotta. Star, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever. Any resemblance to actual events, to persons living or dead, is purely coincidental. Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games and their own sale. Get this six game model for $29.95 or the four the game model for $29.95. No, shit, I forgot. Club. I'll have to work on that. Real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Did Eat I send you the link to my new Google Drive? Last all year long. Nick? The sale price Sorry, TV Connie. games. <laughs> Only at Radio Shack. Did I send you the link to my new Google Drive? No, you did, yeah. But did you did you put them there? No, I was putting them up. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to find them, but I forgot. Hey, come watch us and see what's happening in the world of Coco. Coco Talk is brought to you in part by Placeblex Dietary Supplement. Placeblex, we think it works. So I'm not sharing audio, so you guys can hear me better. Oh, okay. It's the Coco Do commercial now. Oh, I think after this we're coming back. You want to hear it? Yeah. How much more ads do we have? I think this is the last one. Un ordinateur couleur qui a de la personnalité. Le Coco 2 de Radio Sac. On solde pour Noël à partir de. I don't remember if Fletcher. No, Fletcher comes after this. Yeah, we got a Wallaby commercial and then Fletcher. Hello, this is Grant Leedy with Coco Talk. Got your Coco 3 yet? From the makers of the Switcheroo. Wallaby cable, color computer three dual RGB cable. I got Get one running today right now. CocoMan.biz. Nice, right there. They're I'm awesome. Sure I, don't I got need two that awesome. tomorrow. Great, JT. I need it tonight. But JT. Fletcher saved three hundred dollars on her office away from the office. Coco Do and Fletcher are all part of the same segment. These are must-show commercials. You know? and dialer. It even communicates with the office computer. Where's Robert? Report. Fletcher. Radio Shack's Model One Hundred. Save three hundred dollars and put it to work. You'll go far, Fletcher. <laughs> You'll go far. We now return you to Coco Talk.
And we're back. We're back with more and more Coco Talk. So in the live chat, we missed a few things during the commercial. Uh, Sixie says, glad someone else agrees that uh, Gime rhymes with time. So the guy's name is Gimes, Samuel Gimes, right? So instead of calling it a gimme, he calls it Gimes, right? Joe Burnett is here. That guy peddling TV games, is that where Mer- was that what Merle did before the zombie apocalypse? Uh, retro innovation. Someone needs to create MIDI of those uh, notes at the end of the 1980s commercials. Yeah, that'd be cool to have just the uh, soundtrack to that. Hey, I got Excellent. a question. Do you, do you think that those uh, video games they were showing uh, had a processor in it, or was it TTL maybe only? Ooh, that's over my head. What do you guys think? I don't think they had a processor in them. Uh, it should have had something like a TMS 1000 or 1100. Uh, a real early processor, of course. I think it was dedicated to, like, games. Okay. I honestly don't know. I thought I read technically Space Invaders didn't have a processor either. The original arcade game. I thought it was 8080. Yeah, it was. Space Invaders was, yeah. Or but there are some arcade War. games that oh, did Space not have. Oh, Space War. Space War. The first War? video game ever made. Yeah. Pong was uh, TTL. Pong was the first yeah. Mm. And Pong. TTL, TTL, Drivewire. Drivewire. Drive ESP, ESP. Oh, there we are at home again. RS-232. <laughs> How many slots do you have? <laughs> <laughs> David. TTL, eh? David how, many slots, David, how many <laughs> slots is an acceptable amount of slots if you, you know? <laughs> David Latt. David, do you copy? Okay. <laughs> David Ladd. Well, uh, yeah, speech sound pack. We put... <laughs> That's a pretty good David Ladd simulation. Yeah, I might actually have one of these. Let's see if I have that right you now. Wanna, you don't want to go over the four-slot minimum. Maximum. I have 24 slots. 24 slots. That is, yes. in, that is insane. That's six yeah. Cocos with four, exp- four yes. multi-packs, yeah? Correct. Might have five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can you plug a multi-pack into a multi-pack? <laughs> That's an it interesting game. a wonky. Can you plug a multi-pack? You, you can. Into... I don't know if it'd work, but you can. Be very awkward. I got two of them here. To try. I, no, I, don't, I don't want to blow them up. Demonstrate that. You might create some type of space-time vortex and open up you a might. dimension to another reality or something. Who knows? Yeah. Coco, Coco Talk will become 3D all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah it's like you into the Matrix, one of the two. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for those of you just tuning in, uh, you know, our big announcement today is that Coco Talk is now even liver than ever <laughs> because we are live streaming on Spreaker. So you can literally listen to us live now. There's a live audio podcast of the show that's also interactive. So you can listen and chat in and we'll even try to um, read the chats from time to time. Unfortunately, it's not as easy to integrate those live chats, but we will. And so starting from episode 113 and hopefully moving forward, um, we will be liver than ever. Um, that, I have a question about the streaker. This, <laughs> yeah, they call him the streaker. Yeah. Now, uh, are we going to make it famous, or is it famous already? Where a lot of people use it, or because I oh no, yeah, I'm before. well, um, I'm I think Spreaker is already a pretty well known podcasting platform. 
I know another podcast that uses it. Yeah. So, um, and, and on the note of podcast, so, um, you know, I, there, I know enough to be dangerous about this, but I've been playing around with this for several days now. Um, so podcasts work off of what's known as an RSS feed and you somewhere, somebody hosts the main feed. So somebody hosts your podcast, you get a feed address and you plug that into other places so they can kind of pick you up. Right. So we have been hosted, um, for the, for the past two years, we've been hosted with a company called Podbean. Um, one of the challenges with Podbean um, is because we have an audio version of the show and we have a video version of the show because I also upload replays of the show so people can watch them on iTunes as the video show, which you can download and watch it offline. So it's mostly a convenience to people who want to see the entire show, literally see it, but they want to see it in a way where they don't have to consume bandwidth by streaming it. Um, the mixture of these two medias of audio and video has not been completely compatible with other people receiving the RSS feed from us because some services will only accept an audio specific feed. So the pursuit to um, figure out a new way to feed audio led me to Spreaker. And the thing that really appealed to me about Spreaker was not only is it a podcasting service like anybody else, but they have the ability to do live audio podcasting. And since we are a live show, it made sense to add the live audio component to it as well. So, um, and, and on top of that, um, we're going to be able to host multiple shows, each with their own RSS feeds. So, for example, Coco Talk After Dark is going to be its own podcast where you can subscribe to just that. Um, you know, our other shows like retro talk that we're hopefully going to have more of and things like that. So each show will be a separate podcast feed. So you can subscribe to the shows you like, you can subscribe to Coco talk. You can subscribe to after dark. You can subscribe to retro talk. If you want to follow those podcasts, one way to tell you're getting the new version of the show. When you look for Coco talk is it's going to say Coco talk live. So when you search whatever podcast platform you're on, if you search for the word Coco Talk and you see the title of the podcast now says Coco Talk Live, that's the new version coming from Spreaker. It's because I've been in two different places, I'm probably going to be, you know, picked up different ways. So I want people to know that Coco Talk Live, and you notice the logo here too, the word live is in red. So that logo with the word live in it too is going to let you know that's the new version of the show. And we have lots of plans on other things and other shows and other things to be revealed later. Um, so, you know, the wheels are turning, you know, ideas are cooking and, you know, this is just one step in, in many other services and features we hope to offer, um, our viewers and listeners in the future. All right. I wanted to mention one thing about Spreaker, like people are wondering if it's been used by, you know, other shows and stuff. I will mention that Twit, that is one of their live cast options is Spreaker. Okay. All of their shows. Okay. And Twit's, you know, fairly well known. Yeah, so they're a big player, and they're using it. Yeah, um, yeah. So we are going to be able to be experienced a number of different ways, and I will update the Coco Talk website with the different places that are catching our feeds and offering our feeds. So we'll have more on that in the future. So just check in on our website, CocoTalk.live, from time to time for a list of places where you can catch it. For example, uh, you can get us now on Amazon Alexa, right? We've al- we've always been there, so you could go there and ask to play Coco Talk. Lots of different places. We're on Spotify now, for whatever that's worth. You know, a place where people go to listen to music, 
Hey, well, you know what? Spotify is a hugely popular platform. What's that? Spotify? Spotify is a hugely popular platform. But it's mostly been hugely yeah. popular for music, hasn't it? No, it's getting yeah. it's getting there for podcasts too now. Okay. Really? That's interesting. I didn't even know they did podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, <laughs> yeah, Rob Inman's asking, which twit is responsible for this show? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure about that. I know that a few people were posting. I know uh, the trash talkers were posting there on Spotify and Coco Crew mentioned they were on Spotify, and so um, I, I didn't understand. You know what the you know listen. You, the more places you can be, the better. There's nothing wrong with that. Discoverability is important. Discoverability, yeah. Um, probably also Ooh. worth mentioning that uh, something I've added recently is the ability to watch us live on Twitter. So Twitter has uh, something of theirs that's called Periscope, I believe, and that's kind of their live streaming platform. And I've actually added to the multi-stream, when we stream live right now, we're also streaming on Periscope. So if you're a person who watches us or you follow our Twitter page, the Coco Talk, at Coco Talk Live on Twitter, if you follow us there, you can also watch the show live on Twitter. We're live on Twitter right now. So when we multi-stream, we are multi-streaming all over the place. Lots of ways to experience the show. Um, and I'm not sure if any of these ways are, are good for human consumption, but we're out there. <laughs> like a virus. Yes. Well, like a not virus. Be any like radiation, uh, import from my screen or anything. Mm, and if you stare at a green screen too long, yeah, you could get face cancer. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and how are we, how are we doing on streams like video versus audio? Uh, I don't know if we've done a public update on that lately. Honestly, I haven't tracked the numbers, Lisa. I know in general, the last time I checked, we were somewhere around 21,000 downloads on the generic podcast numbers. That's, you know, lifetime audio and video, which is definitely respectable. We've always averaged about a thousand podcast downloads per month, um, which is also respectable considering the that's po- in addition to the live, in feed, addition like- to the live feed. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately because we're in so many places, it's really hard to correlate all of those numbers. But, you know, like I said, the, the number that I'm concerned with, the only number that concerns me right now is I'm looking on the YouTube watch page we have 23 people watching us live, right? And 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 at least 10 of those people are not us. <laughs> and uh, now, can, because, you get, can you get view counts from the Twitter Periscope account as well? Or again, probably, but that's like a lot more work. I have to go to all these different places, correlate it, combine it, you know, add it up, do math, etc. Right? So we'll um, hire somebody. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's it's a convenience. Uh, yeah, go ahead, David. This would be interesting if they had a. Uh... If, like I know with audio, I've just literally um, created a new band name and, and preparing all the audio files for, for my next CD release. Um, and I'm going to do it through a company called CD Baby, which some of you probably heard yeah, of. Yeah, CD Baby. Basically, yeah, basically you just give them all your audio files, you give them all your artwork, and they give you access to all of the major platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube, okay. everything. They do it all for you. And they also cool. give you in your account a back-end dashboard where you can log in and you can find out which sites have given you uh, how many, you know, how many people have come in and bought the album from from what platforms. Um, really detailed statistics. So I'm just wondering if there's because we're doing the equivalent in streaming and we're streaming to different areas and different places. I wonder if there's some kind of a, a statistics thing that we can, you know, we can get it all bundled together in one place where you can just look at is, look at everything. As is that pricey? Uh, CD baby, no, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty good. It's fifty dollars US um, per CD launch, um, 
and you get 90%, 91% of the profits you get from each sale. And uh, so it's only a one-time fee per album. You don't pay each year. You don't have to pay a membership. Um, and they just take 9% of each of uh, each sale. So it's pretty good. Which is hmm. cheaper and than got, iTunes. iTunes takes, what, like 30%, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Well, they, it goes through iTunes through these guys as well. Okay. So by going through these guys to all these places... I mean, you probably don't get as much back from iTunes, but, sure. but, but CD Baby themselves only take 9% of, okay. of, of each sales. So, uh, but you've got it out on, on pretty much about 150 platforms they release it to. Interesting. That's worth looking into. Uh, mm, mm. Okay. So CD Baby, we'll look for that. Uh, Aminico Stone has just waved a hand at us uh, live on, on YouTube. Hello, Aminico. Welcome back. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's it, this, the whole idea of this retro hobby for this one computer, it, we're such a niche thing. It's so obscure to begin with, um, that it's, you know, it is what it is. However, uh, getting yourself out there, uh, you know, as many places as possible is not a bad thing. Cause I know the Coco crew has mentioned that they've reached 90,000 downloads and that's an insane number. It's like, wow, that's huge. Right. So, um, to me, I'm really more focused on quality than quantity. I just want to make sure that I'd rather have 12 people here that are enjoying being here for us, you know, and right now we still have 25 people watching us live. So when we do this show for sometimes five hours on end, if there's two dozen people here hanging out with us, to me, that's a, that's a quality, uh, experience that we're having with these people versus a quantity of some random abstract number. So I'm not as concerned about big globalization numbers and, all these statistics, uh, as long as people are here to watch us live and are enjoying the show and I can look at the uh, replays, we get an average of 100 to 200 re- uh, views each week on the YouTube feed plus the podcast feed. But again, we're because we're feeding so many places, it's really hard to correlate all those numbers. And, I, and honestly, I don't care. I'm not trying to come up with some figure to just brag about a number. To me, numbers are, don't mean anything. It's really about do we are we providing a service? Are people enjoying what we do? Are people showing up every week? And so far, the answer to that is yes, right? So I'm happy with that. Um, but we are going to continue to pioneer new platforms to um, to infest <laughs> our filth and our, our vulgarity into, you know. So if we're going to be rude and vulgar, uh, we're going to do it on as many platforms as possible. So we'll continue to push that envelope and, and broaden horizons and just, you know, yeah, discoverability is huge. You, if, if you're not available on certain platforms, especially if you get in different countries where other ones may be more popular than they are in Australia, North America, the UK, or whatever, uh, Canada, then at least you have the opportunity of being found by somebody that they do a search for Coco on whatever that happens to be. So the more platforms you're on, the more the show can spread, and we can start getting you know, European viewers we may never have gotten before. So. Right. So when are we going to start broadcasting in Spanish? Uh, El Coco Taco. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, tacos. I love tacos. <laughs> yeah, I love ta- <laughs> it's getting close to lunchtime. Somebody say tacos. I'm out of here. <laughs> tacos. El Coco Tacos. El Coco Taco coming at you in I Espanol. Have a change. Uh, change the subject, Rondeville, by all means. I'm hey, tired of listening to yeah, myself. Okay, so it's next year's the 40th year of the uh, Coco One yeah. coming out, yes. which is cool. Now, uh, is this year the uh, 40th anniversary of the agricultural uh, color computer that you know was? No, oh, the Ag- the AgVision. Uh... Yeah, did that come out a year before? Yeah, I think the first version came on seventy nine, didn't it? 
If it did, then it's the 40th anniversary of that machine. That is true. Mm. And we let it pass by without saying anything. But wait, yeah. I, I just said something. I can't remember <laughs> if it came out in 79 or if it came out in 1980, but before the Coco, because the Coco was announced in the summer of 1980. I think it was 79. I think that, that rings a bell to me. And does anyone have one currently they can show anybody? No? Yes? I no. don't. No? The Ag Vision? I do. Yes. I have one. Terry Stegman. I don't have it up here, but I can go downstairs if you want me to look. Well, it's still the anniversary, so. Yeah. We got all year. So. Yeah. Bring it up. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah. Is all it, right. Is it I'll, a I'll different bring it up color? next week. How's that sound? Yeah, that's no. fine. Well, it's still the anniversary, yeah. Well, we're next. our next commercial break will give you two minutes to do that, so. <laughs> Um, you haven't seen my stash of stuff. Uh, <laughs> this is a week-long project we're talking here. Well, we could bring have, a picture up and share it. I don't have the blue one. I wish I had the blue one, but uh, yeah. Does anybody know history on that? Did it come out blue first, or I think blue first, and then the um, gray one. And they're just terminals. Yes. And so we have a question from Aminico. Is anybody using the Mr. Coco on the Mr. platform? Anybody got one of those or an FPGA or the Coco on a chip? I would like one, but it's cost money. Yeah. No. Mm. We had some, we had some uh, people talk about Coco pie this week too. That stuff's going on. Um, anybody else in the panel have a uh, Coco alternative, like a hardware emulated Coco? Negative. Crickets? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ken, Ken Record says, make an oil painting and show that. That's what we'll do. Then. We're going to make some fluffy clouds over here. Some happy little trees. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yes. All right. Um, any Anything else? Or should we move on to news with Curtis Boyle? Anyone? Anyone? Are we ready to Let's move? Let's do that. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Do we have other segments? Are we going to be doing a game on segment or a core dump segment? Does anybody have anything technical or software related they wanted to talk about today? We were talking about if Bruce Moore was able to come on, we might have done a, a core dump on his research into moving the uh, Coco 1 and 2 compatible graphics modes around in memory in a Coco 3 beyond the 64K. Ooh, but okay. I on, so maybe we'll wait for next week for that. Okay. Um, uh, James Jones in the live chat says, I've got a Matchbox Coco. I would like to have the Mr. Coco someday. Curtis Boyle says, Bill Noble has the Matchbox, but not a Coco. Bill says, I have a Matchbox. So Matchbox Coco is the new name for what used to be called Roger Taylor's Coco on a chip or Coco on a stick or whatever the hell it was called, right? Um, Coco on a chip. Uh, that's now called the Matchbox Coco, and then Roger Taylor came up with another project that was called the Mr. Coco, which is using the Mist platform or the Mr. platform. Um, and then there was also Gary Becker's Coco 3 FPGA, the original, the often imitated um, uh, Coco 3 FPGA by by Gary Becker. Um, soon, soon which to be was duplicated. Represented at the uh, Coco Fest. Wasn't it, it was represented. Yeah, he's there every year at Coco Fest, showing off the Coco mm-hmm. Coco Three FPGA. <laughs> so, so that one, it basically is emulated all of the Motorola chipset, basically on a single FPGA. I guess is it? That'd that be right. The gimme. Uh, sorry. The e. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nick's Nick's got a Coco FPGA. Oh, you do, Nick? Oh. Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. 
It's I've... not set up, but uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Hmm. What other secrets do you have? Ah, he well, if I tell you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, running, yeah. he's running OS9. He's of use on it. <laughs> he's he was, he was last night. Inside joke. Ah, Inside yes. Joke. Inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Galaxy Explorer is back. Now he's asking a question. Do you think you can run a Windows 10 virtual machine on Windows 7 or XP? I would say the answer to all of that is yes. Yeah, typically with with virtualization, you should be able to run any version of Windows. Um, uh, now we have somebody uh, scurvy, scurvy nuts. I don't even know what the hell that says here. I can't even read your name. What does that say here? Scur. It looks like it says scurvy nuts only, Lamont or something. Uh, nut story. I'm not. Uh, I can't. Nut story. I I can't read your name. But anyways, um. Well, no, and right now this is a, we're using a, a little private piece of software for this show, but you can thank you can you. chat yes, with us live. Thank you, kind of. thank um, you. All right, so we talked about we answered the question. We answered the question about the Coco F three Coco three FPGA. Some people have them. Um, so what else? Are we ready to go into news? Anything else before we move on to the next segment? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? All right. I noticed uh, we've got two people there on the uh, screen that uh, are both running uh, Neutroid. Yes. Well, Neither one's one of running. Them have figured out how to play it yet, but yeah. Neutroid 2 on mine. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, Ron's got the original, and um, uh, Nick's got the uh, the updated version, which is semi graphics running on a Coco 3, even. Ooh, yes. Hmm. Yes, that's right. Many say it can't be done. Well, yes, it can. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not, listen we, we don't need you stirring a pot right now, uh, Nick <laughs> Marentes, okay? You're We're going for six hours today. Yes, I don't care. Yes. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, the, li- the audio live feed does have a five-hour limit on it. So we can't live stream the audio version of the podcast for more than five hours. But if Coco Talk lasts for more than five hours... You're welcome. It'll cause uh, internal hemorrhage. <laughs> we, 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 we'll all need medical attention. Yes. Also, since we're on, um, you know, just voice only on this one program, we have to describe what they're seeing. Well, that's and, true every week anyways because we have an audio version of the show every week. So, yeah, we should be doing that. We should be yeah. trying to do um, audio subtitles for the visually impaired, for those who are listening to us. <laughs> Imagine, um, if you will. Yes, it's TDP 100. All right, I am focusing my camera now on L. Curtis Boyle. I'm going to play some music here that's going to uh, kick off our new segment. L. Curtis Boyle, are you ready to go into some news? Oh, sure. All right, here's some music. All right, everybody, get ready for some rocking news with L. Curtis Boyle. Take it away, Curtis. Can't hear it, so... That's right, because I can't share. If I'm sharing, you wouldn't be able to share. Sharing is caring. Okay. Let me know when the music's done and I'll... Curtis, I said take it away, Curtis. That was your cue. Oh, that was... We got to work on this here, Curtis. Take it away, Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Stevie, jumps too slow. He's Canadian. (laughs) We're sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry for Curtis Boyle. We're sorry. I get more than maple syrup. (laughs) Uh, okay, is my screen being shared? Your screen is being shared. Okay, so first up, uh, there's two more AGD packs released. 
This is uh, 31, which contains the game's Brachinoid, which is a clone of Arkanoid. And from the screenshots that I'll show in a little bit here, it actually looks like it's using the same level designs as the original Arkanoid. So it looks like an actual clone. That's cool. Chunk Zone, Operation Labyrinth, Fall, Pango Quest, and Percy Penguin. So there's Chunk Zone, which looks weird. There's Brachinoid. Oh, that looks neat. Dithering uh, there. Thank yeah. you. Yes, you're too kind. Selection and screen. And there's the uh, Space Invaders level, which is actually on the real Arkanoid 2. Neat, so it looks neat, a pretty neat, good clone. Now, I'm not sure if the translation of the graphics fully work because the regular Arkanoid has different colored blocks for different things, like ones you have to hit twice and ones you are indestructible, etc. And they all look the same here. So I'm not sure if that was just a translation or if they are literally just blocks. Somebody who knows the Spectrum version would have to let us know. But that one might need some graphical tweaks later. <clears throat> there's Bubble Frenzy, which looks pretty nifty. Oh, Ken, Ken, Ken Reichard says a cheap knockoff of a sacred cow game is not permitted. <laughs> in Spain, so what do they care? Yeah. Um, Operation oh, that Labyrinth looks neat. Ball. That little title screen looks really cool. That's what the yeah, dithering is. Almost like Saturn or something there. So. Yeah. Rod Del can vouch for that. Thank yes. you. Yes, Archie. you're too kind. And thank you. <laughs> These are all meant to be a color, aren't they, on the spectrum anyway? Yeah. Yeah. There's Pango Quest, which is another Pango clone. I think they've had one other one, actually, in the AGD packs, too. Percy Penguin. That looks cool. Which actually looks like a pretty interesting level design in that one. The Icicle Forest. So anyway, that's uh, that particular one there. And then later in the week, they brought out AGD Pack 32, which has another set of six games, which includes Ferret Buster, Flipping Horse. I don't know if that's related to the Dragon Horse games. Lupo Alberto, Monkey Jr. in the Treasure of the Gold Temple, Pickaxe Pete, and then I'm going to let you guys do this one. How the heck do you pronounce this? Hold on. Here, I'll clear it off so it's easy to read. Zyblet or, or Zodzine W. Kamienum. He had lots of coffee and it was the last game. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, when he was typing this, his cat just fell asleep on the keyboard. And yeah, that's right. That's yeah, that's oh, maybe maybe someone dropped now. Maybe it's maybe it's his coffee or something. Let's try this. Let's read it backwards. Backwards. It's my <laughs> my Nike we nice dolls Roro Tulbas. Ken, Ken Weasler. Ken, Ken Weasler. Calling this show a dumpster fire is way too good for it. <laughs> I feel like this game is a trick, like when they make newscasters say uh, bad words. Yes, yeah, it could be. <laughs> we'll have to see the screenshots later of that game because I'm just intrigued by the title that's unpronounceable. Yes, okay. So Karen says, I tried Ferret Buster and couldn't make head nor tails <laughs> of it. So. All right, good one. Speaking of, there's Ferret Buster. Ferret Buster. Yep, I don't know what that's doing either. Well, you got to bust ferrets. Well, yeah. Obviously. 
Who are you going to call? It does look like the same horse from the Dragon X. Flipping like Horace. Oh, I thought you said flipping horses. Uh, flipping Horace. Who who the hell is Horace and why would we Horace want to flip him? Horace is a character in several Dragon-based games. There's Horace King and there's Horace Frogger type okay. game. So is he like another Horace Cuthbert? Uh, everything. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Horace is kind of an English name, huh? Uh, Horace, a horse is a course, of course, unless you know. Uh... <laughs> but the character actually looks the same as the dragon, so this must be part of that same series, I would imagine. That looks neat. Lupo Alberto, the video game. Press space for a menu. Yeah. I like the little character. The cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. The, the characters look good, especially for being monochrome. Yeah. That one actually looks pretty good on monochrome, so. It looks really it's good. Hard. Okay. Monkey J. Monkey J. Oh, yeah. The follow-up. A gold temple that was lost in the forest until he or she found it. Wants me the longest video game title in the history of man. <laughs> lost in the forest of doom. Mm. Ooh, look at that Medusa head floating around. That looks cool. Ooh. Reminds me of my wife first thing in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> striking uh, gold with pickaxe feet. Uh, Stevie's cut off. <laughs> Gold was oh, okay. Aminico so. says that Horus is mainly a specky thing, so he's more on the spectrum than I guess on the dragon. Okay, because there's okay. at least three games in the dragon I know that have Horus. Okay, Hungry Horus and a few. There's a Pac-Man clone, a Frogger clone, a skiing game. So must be maybe I don't know if it was designed multi-platform because those were back from the early days of. Okay. Later, hey, Steve, where are you going to host Coco Talk next week? Ah, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be a, it'll be a mystery. It'll be a, it'll be a surprise, and we won't tell anybody. It'll be a scavenger hunt. People have to scour the internet to find us. Yeah. I was trying to remember Pickaxe Pete. Wasn't that a series on some computer too? I, that's I've heard that character name before. It's a dragon thing, I think too. It looks almost like Atari twenty six hundred style graphics here. Yeah. And there, there, there. You, if you guys can pronounce okay. the rest of that. Zyblet or Zyblet or Zodizine. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, oh, no. I, I know exactly what this is. This is Karma, 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 Chameleon. I don't know what that is. So it comes and goes. The thing I find funny is it has this weird ass title screen with the unpronounceable for English speakers. And then in the actual devil will tell your head off. You know, devil will tell your head off. Devil man, devil man. Yes, okay. The title of the title Ukrainian or Russian. Yeah, or Polish. It looks like it even be Polish. Oh, yes. Uh, maybe not Polish. Yeah. I mean, the level Ukrainian. design looks pretty interesting, but uh, I have no idea what the game is about. Devil will tear your head off. The, the yeah. devil, I swear that devil, what are we going to do with that devil? He's just doing devilish things. So um, <laughs> maybe somebody ought to send him to hell. All right, so uh, the devil yeah. will tear your head Here's off. Here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some then, interesting uh, games. Yeah, they are. And I, I wouldn't mind if somebody you know gets a chance to try these before the next show and just gives us kind of a mini review as to what, what some of these games are like. So I don't have time these days, but yeah, feel free other game players. And then along the same lines as well, they've released the uh, AGD Big Pack, which basically is all of the different sets of games combined into one zip, and they make multiple formats of it. Um, there's a list down And we, we should have all of these links should be in the description of this video. 
So feel free to grab the links and get these. Okay, so we got Dragon Big Pack short names, Dragon Big Pack long names, Coco Big Pack short names. So short names would be ones you would run off the Coco SDC. SDC, yeah. Right, so and the long the, names are the ones you run off the emulators. Right, so 8.3 naming conventions. So, yeah. Um, oh, I need a, a one gigabyte SD card now. Yeah, how big is the file? <laughs> <laughs> these are only about 5 meg. 4.17 megabytes. I mean, they're small files, though. That's not that's it, though. So once they unzip, it's bigger. One gigabyte and, and, and a half an hour to scroll through the uh, directory. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, if these uh, these are all running on the Dragon, then they're all uh, available to run on a 32K Coco? Well, there's Coco versions right here. Yeah, Coco Big Pack short names. Coco Big Pack. Well, I'm name. just I'm trying to get, get the sense of the size of the file, Oh, will so. they work in 32K? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, maybe it depends on the game. I, it's either 32 or 64. I can't remember. Some of them might need 64. From what I remember Paris saying when he first started porting these over. Okay. Yeah, and the and the form is called... Uh, the scroll to the top so we can get the URL for this, too. It is called... Uh, what the hell is it called? Archive.org. Archive.worldofdragon.org. This is the official Dragon Forum. So, um, yeah. Uh, Sixty says it's thirty-three megabytes unzipped. Inconceivable. Who 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 has a storage device that can handle thirty-three megabytes of data? Uh, it must cost one million dollars. We need a sixty-four meg memory upgrade for the Coco. We just put them all in there at once and just run them. At yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, the next batch, and it's 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 one story, but it's multiple sites. And this is, I'll have to give uh, kudos to Brian Weasler for finding these because uh, he posted all them on Facebook, and then I kind of found a few of the other links too. But basically, we saw a couple weeks ago there was the version of Temple of Rom, the uh, yes. ones that were taken from Radio Shack, the production samples, right? Out of business sale, so this was in the Radio Shack warehouse, and it was production samples. Yeah, they basically take sample cartridges out of a run and, and test them. So there's uh, multiple other ones of these that have started showing up on eBay as well. Mm, so Demolition the- Derby. Now, one thing I found fascinating about these, I mean, these are just from you know small runs at a certain window of time. And most of the ones we've seen here, uh, and the, both the ones we saw previously and the ones we're going to see today, are from the 1988-89. So this is like in the well into the Coco 3 era. But most of these cartridges are for the Coco 1 and 2. So it kind of gives you an idea of, you know, for games that are already five to eight years old, how many were they producing to sell? Mm-hmm. And to help Steve by not having to do math, <laughs> I added these up here for the ones I can read. So Demolition Derby, for example, between April 21st, 1988 and March 7th, 1989, which is a little bit less than a year, 4,650 Demolition Derby cartridges were made. Wow. Did they that's, have any, that's uh, less than that's number? that's less than one per store because there was more than four thousand Radio Shack stores at that time, right? Yeah, but I mean, these are cartridges that are years old already. For the Coco oh, one this is a new run. Several years into yeah. the Coco three already, so this is not the original runs. Okay, or this now is like a, hold that thought run. right there. Okay, because what I'm noticing here, you see where it says Dino Wars, and you yep. see that silver box says Tandy, right? And there has been different packaging and different labels over the years for the games, yep. right? So the original ones were the silver box with the black letters that said TRS-80 on the box. It was a standard box, right? Newer packaging and newer labels went to the Tandy brand for the cartridges. So if you're like a real collector and you want to get variants, there are TRS-80 branded cartridges. There's Tandy branded cartridges. There's the black on silver box. 
that says TRS-80. There's the white on silver box that says Tandy. Some of them were sold in the plastic blister packs. So there are lots of variants of cartridges. If you're that much into collecting, you might, you know. Yeah. And now one thing I wanted to ask, and I don't know if any of the people here that have worked at Radio Shack in the past might know the answer to this, but if you notice under part numbers there on the top, there's the 2.6 range, which was what the standard Tandy ones were. What is okay. the 4.4 range? Ooh, I don't know. Was that that catalog, on the online sale catalog thing? Maybe. I don't know. I, I was hoping maybe somebody in the panel, like I was hoping Richard would be here because he might know. And then there's also the TDP branded ones that were in the 10 series. Yep. What was that, Terry Steggy? Do you remember? The, was it a 10 series? Yeah, they, on were, the... they were usually 10 series. Yeah. So we had the 26 series for the... Uh, the, the regular computer... radio yeah. stores. Interesting. And this one here, I mean, Dino Wars... Uh, had 1,300 cartridges made in two days, September 20th, 1988, till the next day, September 21st. That's starting, two, to, that's yeah. starting to get up there like into comparing to boomerang sales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bust Out, which bust is out. Uh, Glenn Saga, we, of course, we had on the interview. This is one of the original cartridges developed for the Coco One. So this, this run here is three separate runs done between November 10th, 1988, and November 23rd, 1988, so basically two weeks worth of run. And this is eight yeah. years after the original cartridge came out. What's what's the use of this, then? To see if they work. Yeah, to this is like check. test runs. You, you pull, pull samples out of the main run, and then you make sure they work. Kind That's of spot these... checking them for quality control? Yeah. Now, so the, cart the cartridge says uh, RadioCheck TRS-80 on the, on the side of it, but the box says Tandy. So did they bother to... Is this just the... old stock that they had in their warehouse? That they um... well, the, these are samples that were pulled and and put into the warehouse. Yes. What are those blue stickers? What do they say around it? Can't read it. Hard they say, say production sample, basically. Yeah, they're asset tags, so they're just it's for inventory purposes. So, and a lot of companies have asset tags they put on things so they know what it is and everything's numbered. Um, yeah. kind of like that, uh, New York times cocoa that's been trying to be sold for $300 for the past 20 years, um, <laughs> with the metal asset tag on there, just identified what company it belonged to and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, they found a fascinating, like bust out is an eight year old game at this point, actually yeah. eight and a half. And it, they made another 1950 cartridges. Wow. And this is like, you know, three or two or three years into the cocoa three era. So. I and just, they had more stores than uh, cartridges, so yeah. But some of the stores probably still places. had inventory because I mean the cartridge had been, been, been being produced for eight years already. This is like a very late add-on run, basically. Yeah, popping up for Christmas by the dates, I'm guessing. Do you know where these oh. were made? Uh, I was hoping Richard might be able to tell us that. If no, he was he's here. not here. Well, they were purchased from the from the Tandy auction, so they ended up being in Texas. But were they produced in Texas? Hard to say. That I don't know. Space Assault. Uh, this one had 1,925 cartridges made between April 20th of 88 and February 24th of 89. Once again, this is a very old cartridge, mm -hmm. and they, they almost made another 2,000. Wow. That laid into the cycle. And then the final one was Monster Maze. How do you know these were actually manufactured on that date? This might be just stock that they pulled out from an old warehouse. You know, uh, it could be ten-year-old stock. I suppose that's possible. Because even the cartridge design, the plastic, uh, looks like an old style. Didn't they change the yep. style of the cases a bit? 
later on? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm wondering, Nick, because the side of the cartridge still says TRS-80, even yes. though they're putting it in a new box. Why wouldn't they have changed the, um, you know, you know how Downland they changed yeah. the, the uh, label to say Tandy instead of TRS-80? I reckon it's all old stock. They probably made thousands back in the day. Mm, and this is sense. just stock. They did a, I know, a stock take. They say, well, we're going to get rid of the Coco. Well, certainly the Coco 1 and 2. Let's get rid of all this old stock. Good makes a lot more sense than, than producing you know, a whole punch like a two yeah, thousand well, dollars do? exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't think yeah. candy was so cheap. I don't think they would be just making new labels just for the sake of making new labels. So yeah, you might be right. Or and why would you make Dino Wars uh, ten years later or whatever it is, eight years later? What? It's still in the catalog. So the what? thing the thing is, Tandy was big on catalogs. They were a catalog based business. It was in the catalog. Yeah. They need to carry those items, right? I don't know. Well, if they would have made thousands to start with, and I, I reckon this is all old stock that didn't sell. Yeah, and they would have updated the, you know, when they do the catalogs, they would have known what stock they had in stock too, like old stock of stuff, so they could say, oh, we can put that in the catalog because we've got enough of it to cover it without, you know, incurring a whole pile of new expenses. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> bury it in some Mexican uh, landfill. <laughs> and they use cursive <laughs> on the paper. Yeah, yeah if, I, if I could actually read the headers here completely, I. And some of it's hard to read. Like quantity inspected is that one column with a smaller number. Quality quantity rejected, you know, just has dashes, which means they all work. And then lot size, like I don't know if that means they pulled them much out of the warehouse, like you're saying, or if that was manufactured, or Pete, or Pete maybe Willard, they reboxed them with newer boxes and kept the old cartridges. The boxes look new, yeah, yeah. Pete Willard's yeah, asking why are they labeled samples? Then they're I don't know. They're quality control. Uh, Call it production samples. Like basically, you make a run of two thousand, you pull every fiftieth one, and you make sure it works. Yeah, because mm. you don't have time or money to you know physically Test try everything. every single yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. We we used to do that at work when we were printing stuff too. Like we didn't check every single ticket we manufactured. We checked you know, one every thousand sheets or whatever, and make sure the color keeps matching, etc. So it's quality control. Mm. So mm. I thought that was fascinating. Oops. Um, last week we mentioned that Matt Chi, is that, I don't know if that's his real name or his nickname, but, uh, he did that, uh, tank out game using Ed Snyder's PSG, uh, mm-hmm. joystick sound card board. And he actually put the upload up for it. So if anybody has one of Ed's boards and wants to try it or just wants to try the game, because the game is capable of playing perfectly fine using the built-in six bit DAC sound, but he's got it on the Facebook. I'm a coconut group and you can actually download the disc image and uh, give it a shot. Yay. I have a PSG. Neat. Cool. Yeah, we got some support Maybe for it. You can it. do a review of it uh, for next week, there, Mark. We wouldn't mind actually getting to see it, you know, live being played. Okay. Oh. If you're not too busy camping next week, Mark. Yeah, you know, having a life. I don't know what that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girlfriend, maybe do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Davey Mitchell. Last week we pr- pr- played, uh, I think, four videos that he did of some dragon games that we didn't see here in North America, and then he kind of finished off this one company's worth, Pocket Money Software, which was kind of like that Tom Mix subsidiary that sold the games for much cheaper than normal. Um, so they were cheap Pocket knockoffs. Money. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> um, but he basically these were for like I think he said three to five pounds each, which would have been at that time maybe ten bucks, twelve bucks at the most. So I don't know if we want to play all these or just kind of just go through the ones that were added. Uh, Tea Time, Bubble Buster, a few of these we did last week up through Robin Hood. So the new ones he added were Fearless Freddy, Bandita, which is a slot machine game, Jet Boot Colin, Slide, which is actually kind of like, I guess, Fuzzle 
uh, John Lindbergh. The puzzle thing? Okay. Poplar yeah. uh, and Pitfiend. Sorry? The the yellow background, it, that's a pretty unusual color combination. But yeah. it looks pretty, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. Do you want me to play some of these? For uh, I would seconds, like to or? see Pitfiend. That the name is intriguing, and seeing the bricks there also looks intriguing. So let's let's see what Pitfiend oh. looks like. Of course, all of these colors can be changed with uh, Nick Marente's basic tool. Yeah, Nick Marinus is oh. is good like that. That's right. Or a Coco VGA, if you must. Oh. Okay. Use arrow keys. You can collect all nine pieces of the ancient shield from the five level dungeon. You start on the middle level. Each piece of the shield has its favorite level. Press any key to start. All right. Let's see what it looks like here. What's it doing? It's generating mazes? It says watch closely, so I guess it's just making the maze and flashing. Okay, this looks like uh, Seamus a little bit, huh? The scrolling is kind of smooth. Okay, and the game is called Pit Fiend. The guy looks like a freaking uh, secret agent or something. He's got a hat on, you know, or businessman or something. Who knows? Um, are you able to share sound too, Curtis? Because we can't hear. Oh, it. that's I keep forgetting that it doesn't. Yeah, share let's, let's hear that uh, Coco sound. Let's hear that Coco sound. <laughs> Coco sound chip. Oh, look at that big scary yeah. face on there. It's scary. Okay, how do you share sound? <laughs> uh, you got to go to the green button that says sharing and go to advanced and then hit share system sound or something like that. The green button yeah. in Zoom. Um, Are you getting there sound? There you go. Yeah, we hear it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm grateful that you pressed that button. Ooh. Ouch. Loud. Turn it down. Turn it down. Very loud. What? I'm not, I'm not hearing it at all. It he just started sharing. It's sound routine in the 80s. Is that quieter? Yeah. Yeah, better. Okay, so it makes a clicking sound when he walks. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. It plays a little multi-voice music theme at the beginning, too. Okay. Now, it looks interesting. It reminds me of Seamus a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure what the objective is. You have to find pieces of the shield, right? So six or nine pieces of the shield. Okay. The beginning. There's the bad guys. Okay. He Maybe he just got a shield piece. So now it says 03. Is that is that the number of lives or the number of shield pieces that he just got? Shield pieces because you can take a look at the shield in the lower right slowly getting built oh, up. Oh, there's the picture of the shield there. Okay. So he's got three pictures of the shield. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, it's a game I've never seen before. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of old gems there, so. Yeah. Let's, uh, what else? All these are... How about All of these Jet... are available on the um, on the uh, World of Dragon. World of Dragon archive, I would okay. imagine. Yeah. yeah, go to go to Jet Boot Colon. Colon, 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 whatever you know. Jet Boot, Jet boot Colon. Colon. <laughs> oh, turn it down! Turn it down! Curtis, <laughs> you're killing us! You're killing us! That's the noisiest colon I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> I'd be worried if my colon made noises like that. Seek medical help. <laughs> the sound effects are cool. Kind of Ken Kalish esque Yeah, that kind of doesn't remind me of Ken's. These stripes look like they would show artifacts. Yeah, calores. There might be extra calores in this game. So you have to Ooh. land on the... Oh, that's, you have to pick up a bomb before it... But that's kind of like bomb threat. Like the bomb is ticking. And you have to uh, avoid the saucers at the same time. Yeah, you... interesting. This is bomb number seven. Oh, that's the time on that. Okay. Yeah. 
Very Ken callish esque yes. Sound-wise, yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting game. Any other requests while we're here? Anyone? Anyone? Let's see. This is all Davy Mitchell's... Uh, it's called right, Davy's right. Retro Corner. Make sure you subscribe to that. Check it out. That's our good friend of the show. Also a patron of the show, too. Thank you, Davy Mitchell. Uh, cool stuff. I've seen it. I like it. Okay. Anyway, you can check them out. And as uh, Steve mentioned, the links to this will be for the YouTube stuff. And then in World of Dragon... They have their own archive of, of software. You should be able to grab those off and run them in an emulator. And if it's joystick based, it should run on the Coco too. So, hey, this one here. This is uh, Jason Pittman has rejoined the Coco community lately on Facebook, and he threw this up as a screenshot from an emulated Coco in Mame. You can see on the title bar of a picture of his real Coco three setup. Okay. Coco Inception in photos. Type. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. And it's that gone through the uh, Coco image dithering, uh, high color picture convert. Actually, this is one he's been doing himself. I think, if I understood correctly. Okay, um, we've got multiple people working on these conversion of graphics things. Looks good. Cool. Very good. Oh, jeez. Okay. This one here, this is a bit of a discussion that's been going on on Facebook for how do you get more than 32K of RAM supported by BASIC? Um, now, on the Coco 3, there was Big BASIC by Danosoft and uh, some other stuff too. Plus, I mean, in the Coco 3's case, your high-res graphics, the Coco 3 modes and the high-res tech screens actually come from outside your 32K BASIC space. So you can do a PClear 1 or the equivalent of PClear 0 to get more space for your BASIC program. On the Coco 1 and 2, is a bit more complicated. Um, if you add 64K, there's uh, there was an article in the February 84 issue of Rainbow Think that actually patched BASIC to let you use 40K from BASIC, and there were some commercial products that did that. There was Key 264 that let you um, basically have two 32K programs running simultaneously. So you could switch between them instantly. So there's been a bit of a discussion there between Bruce and Paul and, and Mo Cool and a few others here about some of the various things that you would let you get more program space for your basic on a Coco 1 and 2. So I'm not going to read all the different ways. This discussion is actually quite lengthy, but if you're yeah. interested in doing that kind of stuff, definitely follow the discussion. There's a lot of good information in there. Okay. And here, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name right, Noriko Mayagami. She's been doing a lot of adventure game playthroughs, um, both for the TSA Model 1 and 3 and the Coco versions of them. And right now she's going through all the Scott Adams adventures. She released this one here of Secret Mission. And this is one of those old cassette-based ones that Roger Schrag ported for Adventure International. Now, this one had a little bit of a history because originally it was called Mission Impossible when it was originally released on the Model 1 and 3. By the time the Coco version came out, it had been renamed to Secret Mission, I think probably due to some copyright issues with a certain franchise or TV show. So um, she does a little bit of a history, but I'll just play a little bit of the bit in the middle here. Program will allow you to have an adventure without ever leaving your armchair. You will find yourself in a strange new world. You will be able to look at, pick up, and otherwise manipulate. But she goes through the, uh, like an act, you, you know, description there. of the game, a little bit of the history of the game. I would say mute it. Location. Just mute it. I will be your mute puppet it. in this adventure. Okay. It's kind of hard okay. to hear you and uh, watch the video. Yeah, I can't tell how loud it is for you guys yeah. here. Okay. Scott Adams Grand Adventure number three, full solution. So it's not only a little bit of a history lesson and a little bit of talk up, but then it's a walkthrough. So you could actually watch yeah, the whole game being solved. One, because it's a fairly small game, she actually took the extra time to actually make um, a full map of, of how the whole oh, game neat. interlinks. 
she doesn't normally do that for these games because most of the time they're fairly large and complicated. Sometimes the maps don't make any sense at all, like some of those infinite loop things like Pyramid had or Sands of Egypt in the desert or something. But in this particular case, it actually was a well laid out, you know, logical map. So, but she's been doing these on and off every couple of weeks type thing. She was the one who was also trying to figure out how to get Adventure, the original Colossal Cave, to work because there was a lot of corrupted copies on the Coco. Okay. I don't know if she ever got that totally resolved. I haven't heard back from her yet. I, I did give her one copy I had that I think was fixed, but I hadn't played it all the way through to find out. And she's, you know, she's doggedly determined she's going to finish every one of these games all the way through. So. If you're an adventure game fan, I would follow her page. Actually, she does a ton of these. Okay. And this is somebody I've never heard of before, Atari Vision. And mm-hmm. if I understood some of his comments, it sounds like he's restarted his page. Yeah. But he's... I used to follow Atari Vision when he was back on. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. He does an interesting thing because what he does is he actually just points a camera at the TV. So he's playing on real hardware. And rather than running it through a capture device, it's all captured via camera. Um, and he does a really good job with that. Yeah, because in this case, he's got a Coco 3, he's got it upgraded to 512K, he's got a floppy drive, and then he's downloaded some Coco 1 and 2 games, some of his favorites from the day. I won't go through his explanation of what a Coco is and all this stuff, because I think most of us here in the panel mm-hmm. know that already. Um, let's see if I can find where his gameplay stuff is. There we are, some decent games on there. How's the volume on that? It's okay. What we'll do is we'll take this. Oh, nice. That's lobby drive. Yeah, so everything he's done, he's had a, he had a pretty impressive collection of uh, old consoles and stuff. 501 disk drive, Tandy 501. Hit the power. And type D. Uh, he's got a composite here. You can tell by the blurry text. Yeah. And he's, he's playing only Coco 1 and 2 games on a 512K Google 3, which I found kind of funny, so I gave him a comment. You should go check out, like... Donkey Kong and a few other things. Yeah, especially with the RAM. Because the games he picked that are his favorites from back in the day, because he had a Coco back in the day when he was young too, and he he plays like Sailor Man and he plays Donkey King. And there's, you know, Donkey King was the best Coco 1 and 2. Donkey Kong clone by far, and one of the best on any 8-bit platform, but I mentioned you should probably try out, you know, Sock Masters, since he has the hardware to to run it. Mm -hmm. So I'll just fast forward a little bit here so we... Yeah, let's see. And the composite kind of looks good. Yep. Skip it. Composite looks good for artifacting in games, but not that good for text. Text. Yeah. And he's got the queen oh, that actually had the splash screen when it loaded up. Oh, neat. Never saw that. that before. Obviously, he doesn't have our patch yet. Yeah, though. honestly, but I gotta say, this doesn't look that bad. You know what I mean? This, even though these are not our favorite combinations of colors, Puyan managed to pull it off. Yeah. Well, if if it's a Coco Three, he's running in in um, composite NTSC colors too. Yeah. This has to be my favorite. Of course, Donkey King. Absolutely, this was a game changer. Yes, this is the one that really floored me. I, I My first one that floored me was Astro Blast because that was the first artifact I ever saw, but this is the first game I saw that actually beat most of the other 8-bits. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's, he's okay. playing and doing a lot more. He's kind of like he's like I said, he's restarted his page by the sounds of it, and Stevie, you've had some experience with him before, so I'm hoping he does some more Coco-related stuff. I have so. games on cassette. I have games on... Yeah, I'll have to find him. I'm, I'm going to have to shoot him a message. So... 
I was following his page and his videos for a while. Um, he he did a lot of stuff with uh, just a lot of different consoles. He played stuff on different Atari systems and uh, ColecoVisions and uh, and televisions and stuff. So he's got a pretty um, impressive collection of retro consoles and games and stuff. Cool. Maybe we can give him some recommendations for some cool stuff or even you know have him guest on when we're doing some of our game segments. Mm-hmm. And the final story that I have for today is from our very own Kieran Anscombe, or Sixy as he's known in chat. And uh, he's been uh, working on his online web-based XROAR. Um, so he's mentioned that it's coming along nicely, I think was his exact quote. So he's got uh, stuff you can actually load in images off the website archive. Um, you've got joystick emulation. You've got cassette emulation. You've got the various different machines, Dragon 3264, the Tano Dragon, Dragon mm. 200E. Various cocos. What's a Dynacom MX sixteen hundred? That's not one I'm familiar. With. I wonder if that's a, uh, a Brazilian Brazilian clone. Oh, is it? Let's see the screen for it. Switch it over and see if it reboots. Disc extended color huh. basic. So it's probably Might a clone. Right. Yeah. Might be right. We'll go to cartridges. What else we got? Data systems, Dragon DOS, CocoFest GMC demo, Orchestra ninety, Delta system. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what half these things are. Now, this is really interesting, though. Yeah, basically what he's mentioned is he's got support for the Orc 90, and he's got support for the Game Master cartridge. Mm-hmm. And he's got a couple specific things like the demo from CocoFest and then Dungeons, which, of course, uses it. So you can actually use this to test if you don't have a Game Master cartridge, if you're writing software for it. Yep. If you import it into X where you can play it. He's also got his, uh, you know, the, the phasing of artifact colors, but he's also got different renders. He's got the simple 2-bit, the 5-bit, and the simulated, which means you can get the subtle artifact colors you can turn it on to pure blue red etc and he emulates both tape and four disc drives at once too and what a guy very much a work in progress as he says right and And the author of xroar has been in live chat with us sixy karen anscombe has been so sixy while i'm prattling on here if you have anything you'd like to add on the the chat yeah, I mean, basically all these features you're showing here are all part of the menu in XROR. XROR is very um, user-friendly as far as its menus and uh, its features, yeah. um, pull-down, top-down menus. The advantage of this, though, is that this becomes completely cross-platform now. Because Okay, I mean, there is he said, he said um, go do, do print mem on the MX-1600. Go back to MS-1600 and then uh, print mem. Oh, wow. 55K. Wow. Holy oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's that's almost all your sixty four k right there. My previous thing for Bruce just ditch the cocoa and get an yeah, get an M- MX sixteen hundred. Yeah, get an MX sixteen hundred. <laughs> all the cool kids are doing it. Um, huh. Yeah, so this is basically a web equivalent of all the fe- that you can get in XROR, right? Do Pete uh, Clear one and then do it again. <laughs> Pete Clear right. one. Sixty freaking wow. K, sixty oh, K. That was fifty five K with graphics memory reserved. Wow. You got You got a plus and not a colon in there. Nope. Very important to a nope. semicolon. You and your freaking oh, Apple keyboard. Of those stupid remap keyboard things. And we have we have a host topic discussion in a minute because James Jones asked a question of composite. Or composite. Uh, so, sixty-one oh, freaking k. Wow! It's a well, huge uh, so you How does that work? Even is it swapping, or is the basic recoded to handle? 
MMU blocks or something? I'm not familiar with this, so this is cool. I have no idea. Uh, oh, he says complete lies to children. It just fake reports more on 64K machines. Basic can't use it. <laughs> ah, okay. uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> fake news. So you, get a, you get an OM mirror the same way you would on any other machine. Mm. <laughs> OM. <laughs> You got an, I just got an arm error. What does that mean? What's arm mean? <laughs> that means you, 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 you do yoga pose and go om. Um, um. No resistance. The, the thing I like about this, though, is like I know XWare on the Mac, for example, was always behind because 60 doesn't have a Mac or didn't have one for a long time, so we only sporadically updated it. I don't know if there is even a proper Linux version or is that kept up to date with Windows? But because now it's a browser-based, I mean, technically, you should be able to play this on a tablet, a phone, so um, any of the main operating systems. I am uh, running this uh, simultaneously in a in a window here on my on my Mac. Uh, sorry, in my on my iPad. So it's running in a window on iPad. Not only is it is it running correctly in a Safari, you know, browser instance, but it also is supporting my. Um, keyboard that attaches to the ipad which not a lot of these java-based uh, emulators do. oh it's like a bluetooth um, physical keyboard yeah yeah oh, well it connects through the um special apple proprietary ports so it's not actually bluetooth but because of the way that apple does their uh keyboard on the ipad um, not a lot of things on the web that like this that support keyboard will recognize the keyboard but i am typing stuff in and it's all working Neat. I'll have so to try my Bluetooth one because I have a Bluetooth keyboard for my iPad, and I'll have to see if that works. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I've, got a US, um, where's the I've got a USB adapter for. I've got a USB adapter for PS2. Uh, not PS2 for a PC keyboard and mouse for my uh, Android phone as well. That works. It'd be interesting to try it on that. Yeah. Where's the? Now, link? I did just. I just noticed that the it is um, converting my keystrokes into into Coco keyboard keystrokes. So I had yeah, to so do. It was doing to me here too. So I think that's part yeah. Self. You have to do shift two to get a get a quotation. Oh, but yeah. Can you yeah, give, can you, can you got, hey, Curtis, can you copy and paste the link to this webpage into the Zoom chat so Ron can get it? Uh, he's been sure. asking for the link. The link is in the description of our YouTube video, Ron uh, Delvo, okay. but Curtis okay. is going to send you the link okay. directly in Zoom chat. Uh, I know where that is. Oh, Zoom chat? Yeah. I just put it in the public. Oh, public. YouTube okay, he just chat. put it in the YouTube chat too. Uh, so he just put it in YouTube chat. Okay. Um, now, I will mention that Sixties mentioned this 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 link that I sent you. This is temporary. This is not his permanent home. This is just as he's doing the public testing. Okay. So once he's got it solidified to the point where he wants to make it a quote-unquote official release, he will give it a dedicated website. Okay, so the fact that the URL ends in slash TMP slash X yeah. might be an indication. <laughs> yeah, that's not TMAP. That's temp. Um, temp, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so but Sixty's uh, website well, is other, uh, one other thing that he gave me in, in Discord chat when he he sent me the link to this. Um, if you're going to be playing around with the game master cartridge support, uh, playing the game master uh, the fest demo uh, version of the game master, which is one of the options that was on the pull down, that only works properly on the NTSC emulation because if you do it on PAL, the timing goes off. Mm, okay, and that's it. That's, that's it all- for news. I yeah, the, the keyboard fun. issue will be have to have to be resolved because I did a I did a um, you know print something and then go to ten and and now I can't break out of that so I don't know how to break. You try hand or control <laughs> or C or escape or something. Reboot. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to map correctly. Uh, control. There's no control key on the iPad keyboard. Okay, Sixy yeah. also just posted in the chat too. He says, slight warning, it doesn't work in Google Chrome for me for some reason. Hopefully I'll figure that out. But I've been told it works for some other Chrome users. Maybe it's just because I run Linux. Okay. Oh. All right, control. cool. Yeah, there's a control. Control Q to just shut, shut the whole... Right, and Simon Jonason has joined us. The Madman is out there. So hello, Madman Simon Jonason. Out there and then just another note here. I just noticed in the Zoom group chat, Mark Ovalhoser actually ran that weird pronunciation AGD game we saw that we we're trying, jokingly trying to pronounce. Apparently yeah. it is Pulp. Yep. And it yep. translates to sold out self in the stone, the flaw, the fragrant of the black of the Craig, which doesn't really help much, but <laughs> it's slightly more English. That's, that's what Google <clears throat> translates. I've got, I've, I've got a whole bunch of Polish friends here. and I've got, In fact, I've got more friends here in Adelaide that are of Polish background than, uh, than are of Australian background. So it's probably one of the reasons why I was able to recognize the Polish language. Hmm. Uh, so a couple people, couple people chiming in too, saying they're having a similar Chrome issue too. Pete Willard says not on my Windows Chrome either. So it's not a necessarily a Linux oh. thing. It might be a Chrome thing. Okay. Or maybe a Chrome version thing or something. Yeah. Uh, you know what shiny yeah. Chrome does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, and so does that conclude the news? That concludes the news. Thank you, Curtis Boyle, for uh, for doing that for us. Much appreciated. Um, do we have a, a tech segment, a core dump, a game on issue? Bruce never came on, I don't think, so I okay. will skip the tech segment. We were kind of going to go through his stuff there. but Okay. Uh, Nick Morantes, any updates on anything you're working on that you want to share? or um... No, I don't share. Okay, you don't share? Okay. <laughs> Well, Nick, I, I was wondering, like, oh. you wanted to do the icon thing. Uh, did you want to make that a game on thing or a tech segment or just, you know, oh, make, make it a make tech segment. not useful in some way or what that, do you want to call it? Well, you, you, yeah, tech segment, maybe a core dump. Okay. Well, before we do that, <laughs> looks like talk about it. Terry Steggy was holding up something. So let's go ahead and look at Terry. This is might be one of those uh, Ag Vision terminal. Yeah. terminal things. Looks like not drop it here. Wow. Okay, so that's that's the TRS eighty video text. No cartridge slot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where the that's where the RAM badge ended up going because that was your LED to let you know you were online, Happy right? Birthday to and the back porch yeah. are different too, or no? Yeah, they're limited. And this was a nineteen eighties version. Oh, wow. uh, okay. So this was basically a Coco without the knockouts no in jo- it. No yeah. joystick ports. No, you, it's only got a cassette port there. Oh, is it a serial port? That's a serial port there, isn't it? Yeah, two oh, telephone. Okay. So it didn't have a built-in modem even. You needed a separate modem for it? Yep. It had to have wow. a separate. Just a dumb terminal, basically. Yeah. And no cassettes. It's basically no the equivalent of the VideoTex cartridge that they used to sell from what I remember. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. This that's, one's that's 1980 is when this was built. I think the blue version was 79. So technically, yeah, it'd be 40 years. Wow. Wow. Hmm. So they didn't have a cassette port. So how do you load? I mean, what is it? Is, all it's of, is, is everything in ROM? It's a terminal. In ROM, yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It was like logging into CompuServe or Delphix back then you logged into whatever the agriculture thing was called and you would just be able to take a look at, you know, grain prices or something like that. Weather. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All Thank right. Thank you. How about we do this then? We're going to take another break. I'll take another commercial break. Give everybody about two minutes to uh, pause for the cause. Drain the main vein if you got to. Smoke them if you got them. 
Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll have a core dump segment with uh, Nick Marentes, uh, mm. the lovely and talented Nick Marentes. Well, so, no, it's uh, with Curtis. Really. Oh, with it's Curtis. Well, no, screw it then. No, well, Nick's going to run it, and I'll, I'll answer any questions or comments on it. Okay. All right, so let's put this to a vote. Would you like to see a commercial featuring uh, Retro Swag and Coco Forever? Would you like to see one featuring uh, Coco DVDs and the Boomerang? Or would you like to see uh, one featuring the Forest of Doom and the Switcheroo? Run them all. Oh, we're gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> it has to go. Um, That's diplomatic. Uh, do number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna just make an executive decision. We're gonna do the Coco Forever one. All right, so we're gonna take a commercial break. We'll be back in about two minutes. So uh, it's time for potty breaks and all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys in a few. Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. What's going on, everybody? Original gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get I'm a Coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the retro swag shop at 8bit256.com today. Tell them the original gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. Instant loading program packs turn any color TV into an exciting game arcade. And there's more. The color computer is an educational aid, a home management tool, and up-to-the-minute electronic information service. The programmable, expandable TRS-80 color computer from $399 only at Radio Shack, the biggest name in little computers. Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is Jacob Moore. Gotcha. And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Coco Forever guys, and we are Coco Fest, and we love Stevie Stroh. Imagine a different world. A world where Tandy Corporation has the upper hand. Where the Coco surpassed all competitors. And all you have to do is travel back in time without making a single mistake. Coco Forever. definitely earned this office. Yes, you're too kind, and thank you. You want to grab some food before we I think head this back is the last commercial. that alt-reality OS9 module? <laughs> it's only with 40 years past due, but yeah, sure. How does it feel? I'm still Radio Shack, America. 
Computer shopping has never been better at Radio Shack. Here's proof. Our new ultra-high-performance 386SX 20 megahertz computer with 85 megabyte hard drive, only $12.99. And it's from Tandy, manufacturer of the best-selling PC compatibles in America. Or get a 286-base Tandy home office computer with color monitor and hard drive, only $899.95. Shop your friendly nearby Radio Shack. Great selection, superior service. Nobody compares. All right, and we are back with more Coco Talk. We are liver than ever. We are more live than we've ever been before, and we are going to have a core dump segment. A core dump segment is our little technical segment that will deal with hardware, software, discussions, and whatnot and what have you. So before we begin the core dump, we because we are a professional show, We've got a little infographic, and what is the what is the topic of this core dump again, so I can properly introduce it? The subject today is about uh, the new icon, or new version of the icon editor that it will be in the next ease of use beta. Um, this is used to devise icons for G Shell and MultiView, and uh, we've got a couple of volunteers, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that are going to be helping make some icons for a lot of the VDG-based games, and uh, Nick and Rob Inman have both been testing the program, and... Uh, I'm hoping to get some reaction from them, what they think of it and that kind of thing. And uh, that's pretty well it. All right. Well, that's a pretty long description. So I'll see if I can come up with a short version of that. Here we go. Break. All right, everybody. It's time for a core dump with Curtis Boyle and Nick Morenis. We're going to be talking about icons and OS 9 and all kinds of other cool stuff. So let's do it. All right. And we're here. So uh, is there going to be screen sharing involved with this? I can I turn so. on my video, so all I've got is just whatever's coming up on my screen. So okay. I'll let uh, Curtis explain what, what it is. As hey, I well, this is an icon it. editor. This is, icon editor has been out since 1991 uh, by the original author, Brian, and um, I used it quite a bit back in the day. Uh, a quick background on, on icons for MultiView. Basically, these are fixed-sized, fixed-color by default. It's 24 by 24, four-color. That way you can run it on a four-color screen or any color screen. The icons look the same. And the original icon editor actually worked pretty good. At some point, Nitrous 9, the scaling routines and stuff changed. So now the, the original version, if you tried running on a current version of Nitrous 9, the further down the screen you got, the more the mouse cursor drifted out from where it was positioned to where it was clicking. So you could actually like click on a square and it would light up the one above it or something stupid like that. So that was one thing I wanted to fix. And then two, I wanted it to be able, since we've kind of changed the way MultiView, MultiView when it first came out, basically was the Wild West. You could pick whatever colors you wanted for whatever palette slots, and everybody did. They picked their own favorite colors, but then everybody's icons looked completely screwed up when they did it on somebody else's machine, because, you know, I had red for color one, and this guy had purple. So when you started looking at the icons, when you tried to run on somebody else's machine, they looked just disgusting and gross. So one Ooh. thing we standardized on, on G-Shell around the Nitrous 9 2.0, 2.01 uh, era, and still there today, is that the first four palette slots have special G-Shell copies that are reserved, and they're always darkest to lightest. So color zero is usually black, color three is usually white. And then depending what whether you want a grayscale scheme or a color scheme, you can pick them ones in the middle. But it basically goes from dark, light, lighter, bright. And I wanted this to reflect that. So actually what it also does, besides fixing a bunch of little bugs and speeding it up and some other things too, 
is that it actually will now read in G shells palettes as you have them set. It's not hard coded to grayscale. So if you change the colors, it takes the changed ones and it'll show the icons as you're editing them or loading them in, in the colors that you will actually see on your system when you run G shell. How's that for long winded? Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay. So this is the title screen we're looking at the moment. So, and uh, uh, this is what you see when you first run the um, Super icon. Uh, what I'll do here just to show people what it does is to create an icon. And I'll cheat because I've already created one. So rather than bore everyone with my drawing. Um, so I go into icon. I'll create, say, a blank one. That's the screen there. Now, I don't know if you can see too well. All I've got is my camera pointing at my screen, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit uh, too glary on the screen. But on the right is the uh, the, the, the fat grid. bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the grid where you, you click and light up pixels. Over here uh, is a representation, a one-to-one -one representation okay. of the icons that you're drawing on. In the middle is the palettes so you've got four colors for icons so these are the four colors uh the default um colors that you've got available to you and you basically just pick a color and it highlights down down here i don't know if that's probably a bit hard to see and then you go into the big big uh, matrix here and of course you just you can draw Create mm -hmm. your icon here. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just do some scribble here, and then I'll load up one that I've already done. Oh, that's incredible. So, yeah, as you draw here, it shows you the results over here on the left. Um, now, there's a few things, um, Curtis, is still to do, or rather re recommendations that we've, uh, we're have we going to put forward is to change the colors a bit so it's a bit more more um, pleasant to look at. Yeah, uh, right now it's a mix of the original colors that the original author picked, which is a lot of cyan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then some colors that we've already read, overwritten. Would but this, there's yeah. more to do to make it a bit easier to see. Would, would the, is it safe to say this is using the Puyan palette? Or, uh... it's a, the <laughs> well. original one is somewhat using the Puyan palette, yeah, because magenta <laughs> and cyan are pretty prominent. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, so okay. you've got... Can, can you just uh, can yep. you just lower the brightness on the uh, on the monitor because it's, uh, it's whiting out. The it's sensor. not the monitor. It's the um. It's it's the fact that I've got a camera. If I if I hold the camera, which I have to do it by hand, you know, and then it will move around. So right, I'll, I'll, camera, I'll give that a try. The camera's being overwhelmed by the by the brightness of the. If you if you tried that, I don't know if it'll let you on a CMA. I mean, we can see it good enough. The fact that we yeah, can... it's just, just for this uh, demo to do. Yep. So right. I'll hold it by hand and see how we go. And you got two pull down menus. One here, of course, that first one I did before, where you can create a new icon. Oops, I'm moving the camera. Uh, load an icon, save, change the directory that MultiView is going to be looking at, and. Uh, renaming whatever there's a few disk functions here um under the tools menu once you do create your graphic over here you've got under tools you can uh, shift the entire image to the left or right so you know if the image you need it moved over uh, left or right up or down you can shift the whole thing without having to redraw everything um you can mirror the image rotate the image Clear it again if you want to start again. 
Border. What was border again? Um, it, it, draw, it, what you, it takes the current color and then draws a square on the complete outside pixels. Oh, right. okay, yeah. So you can do borders. You can fill like a paint, or you can undo your last uh, step if you need if you made a mistake. So all your basic graphic type things. So yesterday I was playing around with it, and of course the OS nine expert I am. Of course, you know. Let me see how how am I going to use. Here I am, Nick Morenti's using an OS nine program. So I was a, <laughs> I was a good test. So I, I did. I started uh, creating an icon, and I'll just load one that I've already done. Um, one of the things um, that I that I am assigned to do is to create icons for the um, for the games that uh, Curtis is uh, uh, going oh, to uh, really nice. update. So I'll just load it in. So load it in. You can see it shows you uh, uh, when you go to load your icons in. It shows you all the ones as a graphical menu. So you can just point and click at the icon that you uh, want to load in. And it loads it in and it shows you on the left here, um, well, old really icon, cool. new icon, and you draw it here. So this is this is the King's Quest uh, 3 icon that I just drew up. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to keep the, uh, the grayscale look that I created originally uh, on that groundbreaking trash can I got <laughs> that, that's in there. So I'm trying to keep that look uh, with all the icons I do. But the King's Quest ones, for example, they'll all have this crown and, and the number on the bottom will change. So it'll be one, two, three, and four uh, under the cocoa. Um, and then there's, of course, all the other Sierra games, the Police Quest and Manhunters and and um, so there's, there's other things like epics games like sub battle and rescue. Yeah, yeah. Cronus. So uh, between between me and Rob uh, Inman, there we'll both be creating icons. So we'll yep. and that's yeah, that's basically it. It's just it, it's going to give MultiView a uh, a nicer look. You know, where you've got icons that you that you can um, uh, click on that look uh, that look. Uh, look similar to the game that you're running, like in this case, a crown for King's Quest. So, yeah. But if I found like, it. Um, <coughs> you can just change the ones that uh, arrive on Ease of Use 5. If you don't like them, just load well, them in. That's right. Yep. You, so you can edit existing ones. So if you don't like one, you can, you can change them and make, make your own. But... Um, I was uh, apart from making icons. My test was to also see if there's any bugs, and I didn't find any major you find, bugs. You one that's not really a bug. Um, Nitrous Nine. The way it down. works, if you're trying to open a floppy drive, if you don't have a floppy in it, is that it'll turn the motor on, figure out there's no index pulse, and then patiently wait forever until you put a disk in. Well, Nick tried running that on the SDC, which doesn't have a physical drive. So when he did not have a disk mounted, it would just lock up forever trying to read. A disk image just doesn't exist, and you can't get to it because it freezes the machine up. So, uh, well, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was asking me, "Oh, what drive do I want to look at?" And I, I you know, being the uh, OS nine luddite that I am, I just popped whatever was in my head. I hit D zero, so I typed that in. Of course, yeah, that was wrong, and uh, it hung. I said, "There you go." I've only been five minutes, and I've crashed it. But yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah, literally. That was so maybe, just maybe the damn thing, and then he sends that back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So maybe, maybe some error checking we can add in there. So it's just little things like that. Overall, the program worked fine. Um, we'll 
probably do some cosmetic changes to, to give it that million dollar look. But my, as a non non OS nine user and a, a total luddite and even a, uh, a a critic, I've actually found it to be quite good. It worked. Um, it didn't crash on me you know, properly. Crash on me, and I managed to put together an icon that uh, saved it out, and there it is. So, from someone like me, uh, this was a good experience in using OS nine and MultiView in uh, which I haven't really experienced uh, much in the past. Uh, I was able to get in there and do my job and exit out and it was all fairly pain-free. Wow. Uh, <laughs> very what good. What kind of so, experience did you say you had with that? <laughs> good. Shock <laughs> and awe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that gives me yeah. that gives me hope as a as a OS nine luddite as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, get into it and, and try it out and experiment too with so, it. So Curtis has been working hard to to, to fix the uh, the problems of OS nine uh, for a long time. There are, there's still problems to fix, but you can yeah. see he's on the right gradually, track. It's, gradually getting better. Yeah, Curtis is going to be man of the year next year. Yeah. And the program, when you compare it to the original, the, the current one now under EOU and everything is actually running faster than what it was. So a lot of the optimizations Curtis has done, uh, we're now seeing benefits in programs that use the OS 9 libraries that he has optimized. Uh, we are seeing that benefit in programs, yeah. so uh, programs that use those same libraries. So yeah, it's, I will mention uh, too, this this program, except for a couple of semi language routines to do the rotate and stuff, because that's a bit more compute intensive. The entire editor and and the loader and saving all that stuff and most of the editing features is all base go nine. The yeah, the only parts of the ML thing are for doing rotates and shifts. Yeah, so this wow. is a basic program. Yeah, so it's pretty easy to modify. Yep, the source code is actually will be included on ease of use. So if you guys want to play with it or just learn how it works. Um, how to do menus and everything else too. I, as to, speaking of the speed oh. increase too, I mean the speed increase. Uh, I, I just changed which calls or which which graphic functions he was using. Like originally, the person that originally did it, because back in the old days when MultiView first came out, uh, doing a paint command was about as fast as a drawing a, a filled box command. And we've optimized the filled box command to be quite a bit faster than paint. Paint's been optimized too, but not to the same extent. I actually have two little short fifteen uh, second clips here of the original flood fill version running under NitroSign ease of use. And then what the new version using the bar, if you want to see the speed comparison. Ooh, yeah. If you can sure. share that, go ahead. Yeah. I just, I want to say there's three words that best summarize this. And those three words are. Ease of use. Awesome. Awesome. Ease awesome. Of use. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to figure out which one's which here. I want that. One. That was a pregnant pause. Okay. Can you guys see that? Yes. Yep. Icon chess. Okay, so this is the um, the original. Now this is running ease of use beta five with all the graphic speed ups to the system done, but this is just using the flood fill, the paint version of it of filling in the grid. So and this is before I started doing color changes and stuff too, so This is closer to the speed of the original version. Chess of 09, huh? Okay. Yeah, this was actually a modem chess game for the... Uh, oh, neat, because, yeah, you have the... Uh, the the telephone. And the phone. Yeah. 
Okay. That one, and now I get to switch to share the other one. Karen's asking if we install a 6309, can we get animated icons? <laughs> Actually, Bill and I back in 2000 were fiddling with doing animated icons. Um, at that time, we didn't have to make upgrades too common, so I was going, ah, it's going to eat too much memory. But yeah, you could. Okay, okay. so is this one going to be faster or slower? This will be faster. This is the newer version. Now, some of the colors I had started to change, but they weren't the final ones that are mm -hmm. even in the current version, and we're still making changes too. So excuse the fact the colors are different. Oh, yeah. Much faster. The grid the grid drew a lot quicker. Okay. Mm. Yep. It's faster. Oh, that's yeah, it's literally fast. twice as fast as the original version. Yeah. yeah. And that's not doing any assembly language. That's just changing it from a paint to a bar command in okay. basically 9. Neat. And there's no, there's no clock speed. Yeah, and this one you can it. see. this that, 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 sc oh, sorry. that screen that you were doing, Curtis, you could see better what um, Nick Marenti's camera could not quite capture. Right? There's your kind yeah. of cyan background. Here's your four color palettes. There's yeah. your 24 yeah, right. by 24 grid. So it's a little bit better captured here than the camera, uh, understandably. But no, it looks good. Um, so that's all all the same clock speed too. On CPU yeah, that's the exact same system yeah. on the exact same version of the OS. The only thing has changed is the SuperX program itself, a basic nine program. Yeah. yeah, so we're seeing just purely code optimizations there. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's impressive. It's and tough. all those optimizations that you saw there that sped everything up was all the basic stuff. There was none of the assembly routines. Yeah, that's really impressive. It's tough being wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I say that to my wife, she says exactly the same answer. <laughs> For 44 years. Wow. <laughs> that is something else. Pretty cool. Anyway, that's one of the. Uh, this is one of the first Basic Nine full blown apps that I've redone. Um, so this is like a standalone application. I was originally thinking of putting the utilities folder, but it's actually more like a real app. So I'm hoping to see a lot more of these. And also, there's going to be a lot more Basic Nine source code stuff for other things too that I've been working on or have worked on in the past. So I'm already on these of use uh, early beta five, beta four slash release two, whatever you want to call it. Um, right now. So if you guys want to learn how to do some of the stuff or if you have any questions for me in Discord after looking at some of the source code on there, feel free to ask. Okay. Are, are you kind of impressed how, how far OS 9 has changed with Nitrous 09? Like uh, from back in the day, if you were um, told that we're going to do some of the things we're doing now, I mean, is this in the realm of what you thought about? Some of it some of it is, some of it isn't. I mean, I mean, I've been involved with Nitrous Nine since it started in '92. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I was out of the picture for about 10, 15 years, and some of the stuff they did there, were like adding drive wire and stuff, did impress the heck out of me. Um, the speed ups and stuff. I mean, most of that stuff was done by me, Bill, Wes, and, and Alan back in the day. So I, I lived and breathed it as it gradually got faster. One thing I would still like to do, and I, David Glad and I have talked about doing this, is to do a comparison, like take stock OS 9 level 2, stock multi-view from 87, yep. 88, and run some of these exact same programs and demos to show how far we've come since the original days. Like yeah. the icons look like crap. Everything was dog slow. Yeah. Even on a 6809, it's a it's a world of difference. You put a six <laughs> dog <nine> slow. <laughs> oh, you probably ran it recently, the original ones, yeah. Aaron, so you kind of know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's night and day. It's it's like it's like you upgraded from a two eighty six to a Pentium type of thing. Yeah, well, 
Very cool. Well, we're very thankful for all your time you spent. I don't know if we say it enough, but. Um, well, gosh, Jim Brain's no. not because he wants me to get back to work on the Coco Mem Jr. So now I bought myself some time because I'm making these guys do all the icons. Bill's adding a new. <laughs> You're delegating. You're delegating. Yeah. So Bill's going to be doing right. that. Once he gets that done, I'll switch back to G Shell and then I'll get it to be able to launch all these games, which is the next next step. But he has to get that part done and I need some icons to put on there. So I'll be back on the Coco Mem Jr. for the next little bit. Now, now David O'Connor here, not to not to take us off this, but David O'Connor has done a, a miraculous innovation. If you go to his <laughs> camera, Stevie, I don't know if you know, uh, you noticed. What's the innovation? <laughs> I, I tried an experiment. Oh, you plugged it. You plugged an MPI <laughs> into an MPI, and is your yeah, computer still is your computer still booting? Does it work? It certainly is. It's running there. I'll just I'll just turn it off and I'll reboot it, and you'll see it boot. See if we can go back to there. We'll see. We can see the, the light. SPC. The STC lights just come on. Hold on, I'm trying to find your camera here. Uh, I'm gonna turn it off and I'll let it. I'll wait until you go back onto my okay, camera. Okay, yeah, okay. You're on. Yeah, you're good. you're spotlighted. Yeah. All right. Now, hopefully, I haven't overexposed too much, but you see the STC light come on there. It's come on. It's booted. All up right. So you've STC got a multi pack plugged into a multi pack, <laughs> and it booted. Yep. They said oh, we could I didn't think that would even work, to be honest. Now, have you got a have you got a third multi pack that we can try this with? <laughs> oh, he does. I wonder if Ed Snyder's done this. <laughs> the only problem we do have is the first three slots on the bottom multi pack. Yeah, Coco SDC is in the way, and there's no room to plug anything into the bottom that, three. So I've still only got four slots. There's a term for that. It's called C blocking. <laughs> so what's going on there is they're being cartridge blocked. What if you put it in the first one? Don't try this at home. Yeah, if you so. put it in the first one, it would be better. Yeah, if you put it in the first slot, then you'd have the slots behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So shut it down yeah, again and put it in slot one. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah, that would feed on the bottom. Yeah, professional. Do not try this at home. Oh, except there is a uh, stand on the right. bottom of the uh, Mega Mini MPI. And that would block a couple of the ports. And I like the effect you've got there with all the smoke billowing out the back of it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other, the other uh, thing I will have to do, I'll, I'll have to try running, uh, I haven't got it plugged in here, but now because these have got um, the, the OPL3 chip in them, um, each one of these has got... Oh, you've got two them. chips now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to run Ed's um, chip change player and see if it plays out of both outputs at the same time or not. Interesting. Now, his OPL3 yeah. is what, a 16 voice chip? Uh, I don't know. Polyphony, um, I'm not sure. I you can do 16 out of each side that way, right? 32 voice. You can do 16 stereo voices on each side if you could get both to run. Or quadraphonic audio if you could access yeah. them separately. So, oh, that's uh, right, yeah, because it's stereo too. Yeah, you could do quadra surround sound on a Coco. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. Uh, now, providing that credit, we're <laughs> this idea came from our executive producer Ron Delvo. Let's yes, give credit where credit right, is yes. due. That's right. And all the work that uh, Curtis has done on uh, ease of use has been overshadowed by, <laughs> completely. <laughs> yes, completely unstaged. Loading the texture program off uh, off the SDC. The lights on now and it's running. Wow. SDC going to work. An SDC plugged into an SDC. It's SDC yep. Inception, uh, or uh, MPI Inception. MPI plugged into an MPI. Okay. <laughs> so I've technically got a seven-slot, if I can physically access them all, there's seven yeah. slots there. That Not bad. Not David bad. could run 28 floppies off that. 
David the lad envy envy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have local oh, five I'm much happier breaking this stuff. Is groundbreaking. Yeah, that's I think that's Bruce Moore. <laughs> Something will break. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say I was I, I was hoping it wasn't gonna be a uh, MPI breaking exercise. <laughs> you do yeah. turn the power off on the MPI before you plug them together, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both have to have power, right? Yeah, I've got oh, well, I've got power plugged into both of them. So okay. They do need power to work, so I assume you'd need yeah. power plugged into both. So they're, all, they're both plugged in. We have a request to add more cartridges. Plug them all up. <laughs> fill, them, fill them up. Oh, what have I got? I've got my chest cartridge floating if you, around If somewhere. you do that, yeah, uh, see if your light's dim when you turn the coke off. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, what's the Australian number for 911? <laughs> it's upside yeah. down, so it would be 119. We, we can call them for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. Yeah, triple, triple zero. One, one, six. Yeah, upside down. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Well, I guess the color computer just just thinks there's, uh, you know, assigned it to the next four slots because it can do up to 16. Yeah, I think the problem is, is that the Coco's only going to be able to access the four slots in the uh, first MP. The second one doesn't know that there's an additional register to access more. No, so, he he's accessing the STC from the from the second. Well, yeah, yeah but, he's, the, but I think they're both probably hard set to slot four. So oh, I see. What you're oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. There's a switch on the side. I've got it set to, to slot four on both of them. So um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You may not how, be able to software select. Yeah, yeah, you can software yeah. select the first one. I don't think you can do the second one. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, want the software selector would be for the first one. Because I, the first MPI would filter out that before it gets to the other devices, I think. So let me try. I'll try. Uh, I'll just <laughs> I'll just plug the SDC into slot two, and I'll uh, change that on the switch. I haven't seen Bruce uh, more of this. I didn't exciting. see you turn the power off. Oh, I I, 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 all I did was unplug the cartridge. You don't need to unplug yeah. the power when I do that. You do. I turned the power off. Um, you should be unplugging the power to your multipack. Yeah, you, you should be you unplugging and unplugging the, the cartridges. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, are really okay. Yeah. All devices. Uh, that, that's why I asked before if you turn the power off on the multi pack first. Okay, no, I've never. I've actually never ever done that. I've no, well, you, you kind of been lucky. Okay, that. all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Yeah, let's you were in such a way too. You would I have could to send you my address to post that multi pack to me once it blows up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, well, it's still working. I just turned it on. The lights come on. So. Oh, uh oh! <laughs> Doing a weird thing there. It didn't come uh, something something turned green. Have to go. Something turned on, green me, just before you turned it off. Let me try that again. No, it, it's come up. It's oh yeah, that's not good. But, uh, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might kill the power. And kill the power on both it. your multi packs yeah. and switch it back to slot four. Yeah, on both. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. I'll try that again. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> it's all well, well, I'm someone's going to need some repairs. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good with the soldering iron. You may need it. <laughs> no, it's still doing it. Okay. All right. Let's all right. just try Take it. out the multi pack. So yeah, just unplug, the, the, unplug the power from the multi packs and then just go back to the straight. Uh, yeah, Steve, I'll board. Back where it was when it was Steve working. Stroh. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest. Yeah, you know I, I the, would take it out. Yeah. 
you know the thing in the beginning that when you start the show and it talks about all the things that we might do bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ought to add in some hardware. That's uh, working. Yeah. Of mods working that, right, may yeah. Cause, yeah. that may cause a blue smoke. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah, accidentally yeah, blow up your cocoa during the production of this show, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Play David Lott's clip. Uh, yeah, so should we have a disclaimer notice? Yeah, we should. We should. Whatever you do, don't follow any hardware device. Yeah. We <laughs> That's right. Just put a thing on the front. This is people do not try this at home. Yes, David is This man is a professional. David is single and has no wife. And the look of it's working yeah it works when i put it back into slot one so it doesn't like having it plugged into slot two by the looks of it so, so the slot four addresses slot are four, being shared yeah slot yeah. four is the last one right so yeah. Uh, slot, sorry, one. Slot, yeah so i've changed yeah. it to slot three and it didn't like slot three yeah no um, four, four is for the controller anyway yeah yeah yep cocoa yeah, well, talk is yeah, not yeah. responsible for any soldering tips provided by l curtis boyle so, uh, That's right. <laughs> what makes you think I'd ever try to give soldering tips? I did learn something very valuable there. Is I, I didn't realize that I actually had to disconnect. Oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. Yeah. 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 I knew I knew with the computer you turn the computer off and you can't hot plug you know program packs in a computer. But I didn't realize you actually had to disconnect power from the. Well, you have mean. a live bus there. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's, it's yeah, cool to put yeah. your cocoa stuff into a uh, central um, turn off and turn on thing, like a power yeah, strip. A power, power strip. strip. Yeah. yeah, that's what. Yeah, 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 yep. And that concludes our um, um, what it, what was I going to say? What not um, to do? <laughs> why did why, why did David do that? That's what I was talking. <laughs> yeah. talk. Breaking the envelope. Yes, I'd be. I'd be the one that's saying that afterwards. If I broke it up, because why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> we we've got a soundbite for that. Hold on, let me share my sound right now. I'm next week. I will plug in all five of my multi packs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, just in case it blew up, we could have played this soundbite right here. Tell me why did Andy do that? <laughs> why did Why did David? Why did why David, did David do that? Do that? <laughs> Yeah, usually we're talking about David Ladd when we say yes, that. But... Yes. David, now we've got two Davids that like breaking things. So. <laughs> what have we learned today? We've learned don't take suggestions from Ron Delvaux. <laughs> hey, I do have a question for you guys. Um, when I'm changing graphics mode on the Coco 3, um, if I'm in uh, normal text mode, like the, the boot screen that comes up, the screen is a certain size. And then when it's loaded, when I first load this um, demo, it's the aspect ratio in the picture is actually the wrong size. Now, if I unplug the composite signal and then plug it back in again, it, it's actually the correct size. See, okay. I changed size there. Yeah, like you're... Um... It's like there's well, a sync issue with the with the signal or something, and it has to reset the sync signal or something to the TV. Is that RGB? The other setting you had? No, I'm I'm running composite output there. That's a that's composite the output out of the back of the Coco. Yeah, and it's not just that TV. It's I've I've plugged it into a professional Sony monitor and it does exactly yeah. the same thing. I think and, part uh, of it's the fact that that the, the the composite is borderline standard, like within specs. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, 
That's what I was kind of guessing. It was something. The cocoa is notoriously bad for being right on the edge of actually working. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I found that out when I was doing my composite mod um, yeah. design for the cocoa. It was uh, the sink pulses were all over the place. And that was a question James Jones had earlier. What what is the proper pronunciation of composite or composite? Right. So tomato, tomato. Seems like most non-Americans like to say composite. Whereas yep. in America, yeah, always, we say, I always say composite. My main qualifications, actually, in electronics were originally as a radio tradesman, um, TV repair tech. And uh, so we worked on, on you know, repairing these things all, all day. And everybody in the industry here in Australia pronounces it composite. When I first heard it pronounced com- composite, I thought, oh, what's that? Cross your fingers. How many times have you tested the flyback with your finger? Uh, <laughs> more than I'd like. Next week's show, we'll have David put his tongue on the flyback lead. <laughs> oh, wow! Or twenty-seven thousand volts on a tongue. That yeah. uh, thing will be titled "David Gets His Afro." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This week on uh, Stupid Human Tricks. <laughs> well, if you'd uh, like to see these stupid things, please contribute to... Yes, right? <laughs> we, we, need, we need a new Patreon account for medical, uh, <laughs> for medical <laughs> expenses. And I think you said we call Don't Try This at Home. Yes. We should have a Don't Try This at Home uh, segment. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Lord, Lord, Lord. Cool. So we've learned well, that we can plug right. a multi-pack into a multi-pack. We've doubled up our multi-packness. Uh, and I've learned how not to, not to, to uh, I've learned how not to blow up my multi-pack. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good core dump. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. Well, plus, um, what's cool is your, um, you have your CPU buffered. So just yes. in case. Ah, yep, that's right. Yep, With yep. the two meg, you got a little bit of buffer bufferization going yep. on there. So. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. thanks yep. to Richard. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so we put a we put a fork in the core dump. I think we so. Almost put right. a fork in those multi packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this concludes yeah, another. Expensive. Just stand in the water there, would you, and try. To... <laughs> <laughs> There's a puddle beneath me. It's two and a half heavy. hours. Two and a half hours of. Virtually next to no content of any substance. Than yes. ever. Um, we still have 32 live viewers. Thank you, all 32 of you being here right now. Thank you. Yes, you're too kind. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, this is our first episode where we are actually live streaming audio. The audio version of this podcast can be heard on Spreaker Live, and um, the replays will be available too. When you look for Coco Talk now, wherever free podcasts are sold, you may see one or two versions of Coco Talk available. The new version will be called Coco Talk Live, and we'll have an updated logo with the word live on it. This will let you know that you're seeing the new feeds, including our live audio podcast. Uh, the old feed is still going to exist because we're going to use that to continue to feed iTunes. So uh, for those who want to watch the video replays of these shows, and download them to your device to save bandwidth. They will still be available on iTunes. But that one will show up with the, with the term Coco Talk Replay. So you're going to see two different feeds. One will say Coco Talk Live. One will say Coco Talk Replay. And the Replay account is going to be mostly just for an iTunes video uh, podcast feed. And hopefully we'll get these things sorted out and we'll um, communicate these changes as they move forward. This is all breaking stuff right now. But, yeah, we are live on Spreaker. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, so and it's live and interactive. So if you're watching us on the web on Spreaker or if you have the Spreaker app and you're listening, you can live chat with us interactively as you listen, just like for the people who are watching us on YouTube can. So now uh, uh, I noticed you have a clock there that's on like military time. Do we have an app uh, for our Cocos to switch it to, you know, regular time? Uh, well, this is coming from my real time clock chip on my Coco, actually. So, um, oh. no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so does that mean if the audience wants to talk us of trying stupid stuff, they're more than welcome to? Well, they're welcome to ask. Doesn't mean we have to actually do it. But, like plugging uh, an MPI into another, they, they kind of said, don't do that. That's yes, that's possible. Okay. That's absolutely possible. <laughs> I think it's important to note that liver sales have gone up 200% today. Yeah, we are more li- we are more liver than ever. Okay, Nim- Nimble says I picked up a TP10 printer and I've been wondering how to hook it up to a modern computer. I really love that printer. Uh it is serial, right? So you would just need yep. to get a uh, uh USB to serial? A box of uh Yeah, USB to serial might work. Well, so what's the output though? The the uh would would like one of the Cloud Nine um, cables that's used for drive wire work, where it's got a Coco serial port on on one side and a DB Nine on the other. What's what's the uh, what's the, an- the 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 answer is yes, uh, yes. I think the baud rate has something to do with it too. Don't doesn't it need yeah six hundred. Six hundred by default when you turn it on, but you can you can change it with the poke up. Okay. To what is the TP? I know I know we call that the toilet paper printer, but was that thermal. Does that thermal. it's thermal? Now is that a standard roll that you can still buy today? Because he's asking that the paper in the right size might not be easy to get. Can well, we... I bought fax paper, and you can uh, cut it to size and put it right in there, and it'll work. Okay, so a roll of fax paper would work, and you have to yep. use like one of those cutting blade things, like guillotine, uh, hacksaw, hacksaw. <laughs> I use a uh, kitchen serrated knife. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that's sandpaper. Guillotine for those who have one. Yeah. Yeah. So we think it might be 300 baud, he's asking. Do you know what the baud rate of? What was the, what was the standard? The Cocoa defaulted to 600 baud. 600 baud. Okay. Yeah. 600 baud. Okay. Uh, it doesn't do graphics characters. It just does it's, just yeah. uh, ASCII text. Probably yeah, all caps. Hello world. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I could use it like a receipt printer. In fact, you might even be able to find the right size rolls for some of the receipt printers that are still thermal based. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, there are. They do make normal thermal receipt printers that but, uh, might work. But I bought, I bought a box of twelve rolls that are long, and if you cut them in half, they're the right size. Okay, so normal eight and a half by eleven. If you I cut, think. you cut, you cut the eleven inch roll in half, then that. that he's saying it's four, four and one quarter, eight, one quarter, eight, one eighth inch, four and one eighth inch. You can get the uh, 58 millimeter and 80 millimeter paper at Walmart. We don't use those millimeter things. <laughs> not, in, not in America. <laughs> well, then that's your problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, interesting. Moon without it. So hey, was... hey, Ron. Yeah. I've got a quick update from what we were talking about earlier. I have the uh, grandfather of the video text. Oh yeah, the two ten is it or? What it's is actually it? got a really weird uh, catalog number. Oh, yeah. 
75-1001. Wow, that's the TRS-80 teletype, huh? Where you had the acoustic modem and... Now listen, back in 1984 when I went to the um, wow. Rainbow Not... Fest, somebody put a cocoa in one of those. Really? Neat. Yes. Wow, oh, I like the keyboard. So that's the modem built into the lead Portable there, yeah? data terminal. It's extremely portable. You can see how portable it is. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's got the modem. It's got a printer and a keyboard. All in why one. did Tandy do this? Mm-hmm. Run it. <laughs> That's, I like, I like yeah. how they designed the, the modem oh. into the lid. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to update. I had that close to the video text. Thought I would share that for you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. What year did that come out? I think that was um, seventy-eight. I think is what I was reading. Hmm. So the Model 100 uh, basically replaced that and the video text. When you think about eventually. it, yeah. What was the WP100 or whatever? It was black. It was, that was a word processor, word wasn't processor. it? Yeah, that was That came out after the Model 100, 102, right? Yep, I've got one. Okay, Pete Willard is Pete Willard is saying you can get forty-eight rolls of four and one-eighth inch on eBay for eighty dollars. So almost fifty rolls for eighty dollars. So that's less than fifty cents a roll. Not bad. No, that's a dollar. Dollar. Or two dollars a roll. I can't do the math. About two dollars a roll. There you go. Doing math. What's really interesting is after you print on the TP10 and then tear it off. Um, it's in a rolled position, which is very easy to read. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it kind of curls up from the memory yeah. of being, yeah. So you just push it on the table and flatten it out. Yeah, that's kind of like the original faxes. When if, when faxes came off of uh, thermal paper, too, they would come off the machine and then just instantly curl up again. Yeah, yeah. especially at the end of a roll. Yeah. And don't leave it on the dash of your car. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, yeah. it that's the encrypted version then. yeah i mean that's <laughs> even uh that even happens when you like when when i buy a pizza and i have that little thermal receipt and it's sitting on top yeah. of the box as i'm driving home by the time i get home the receipt's freaking brown from the heat of the yeah. box you know yeah, so. the pizza's heated oh, up, yeah. i needed that receipt <laughs> i was gonna claim this pizza on my taxes now how am i now what am i gonna do you know, one time i had to have a re- re- reclaimed like or whatever and so i took a picture of it and then put it on my software like uh paint shop pro and I played with it, and I was able to get the text back just mm. by uh, manipulating this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Play with levels. Did you fiddle yeah. the nibbles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a novelty. I'm not sure how often he would print to that printer. But the fact that you've got to buy 40 rolls to get it, I don't, I don't think he's going to go through 40 rolls of paper on there unless he's going to open it up a business and he's going to be printing receipts like mad. Well, how many people here have a TP10? We could share. Yeah. Well, okay. that one. Yeah, we can get everybody to, get, to chip in on that, right? So, yeah. Open up a secondary market. Hey, I've got all these. Who needs a roll, right? So just sell them out. Uh, boomerang paper? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is called TP, right? So in a pinch, you could tear some off and, and you know, take take care of your bum if you had to. It's so, smooth. Uh... <laughs> if you have a stripper, it'll turn black, so you'll know you have to go to the doctor. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. Oh, all right. Don't need the sun to make it brown. <laughs> all right. Well, 
uh, going on two hours and forty minutes. Have we um, have we done enough for one show? The more we need to talk about. Anybody have anything else you guys want to talk about today? So you can read that military time like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep, it's sixteen thirty. Uh, <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Have we have we talked enough for one day? Is this enough Coco talk for one day? Uh, is David Ladd here? Is David no, he Ladd. Had to leave. Oh. So we can't talk about floppies, so it's probably going to end short then. Huh? Okay. Hmm. Well, we still got 30 people holding out strong on YouTube, a combined 33. So somewhere else, somebody's watching us on one of the other platforms, either on uh, Twitter uh, through our Periscope feed or possibly on Twitch or Mixer or somewhere else. So we've got 33 hey, Steve, live viewers. I, yes, Ron. I got to ask you, you, you got your um, Model 1000 now. Tanny 1000. Have, yeah, have you been playing with it? Have you been, you know exercising the hard drive on it or does um, it have one it's right behind me uh haven't messed with it that much since coco fest oh yeah okay we have a question from gyrus the virus i have a <laughs> pi uh top creed with raspberry pi 3 and downloaded an image that's supposed to emulate the coco 3 this the screen comes out black any recommendations on coco pi 3 emulator um send them to the site uh well there is so the thing with the coco pie image is the roms are not part of the image so you have to download the roms and copy them to it ron klein who's been who's maintaining that project now has just recently released a um a youtube video on that so what i would suggest um uh, what, the, what is his name again the name was uh it just went off my screen uh, gyrus the virus so yeah i would say if you're not a member of the facebook group check out the facebook group and look for ron klein on there and send him a message if you need to know how to get to the facebook group you could search for tr sadie color computer on facebook or there would actually be a link to that on our website i'm a coconut.com i-m-a-c-o-c-o-n-u-t.com and reach out to ron klein he could probably answer your questions the best and he has a youtube video i just don't know what the link is right now uh to that um uh, all right, cool. Now, that was a question that just came in. Uh, anyone else? Anything else we need to say before we put a fork in this episode? Well, what did uh, Curtis say about the CGP-115? I don't know. Curtis, what did you say about the CGP-115? You're muted. The uh, guy was asking about the, the TP-10 there. I mean, it's a narrow printer, right? Dwayne, if you remember, he's he's been on the show briefly. We've met him before. He uh, had a CGP-115, which was the same size paper, roughly, but it was a color, four-color pens that used to come out and draw. And what he used to do for book reports and stuff is he'd make two columns for his book report or his essay or whatever. And then he would take those, tape them onto a sheet of eight and a half by 11 Xerox that. Then he'd get a two column, you know, on one page with really fine detail because it literally draws characters. It wasn't dot matrix. So you could even do like 160 columns with text on in two columns on a regular size sheet that was fairly legible. Cool. Boring, I know. Okay. Those those were great printers. I I can't find pens anymore for them, but I, I really like that printer. That's amazing. I mean, to me, printing was something I was never interested in ever. Even back in the day, I was not, not interested in producing paper. Um, but it was part of the retro hobby. There are people who are interested in collecting those, like anything else. I am just as uninterested in, in vintage printers now as I was back then. But you know that you know, Co- that Coco Do um, commercial has a DMP one 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 ten in it. Yeah, like I have, and that that printer 
worked its butt off back in the day because I did all invoices with it. And I, I even had like triplicate with uh, back in the day we had uh, carbon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The multi-part the multi uh, forms, like your white, if yellow, you, pink. If you, if you ran out of ink, I had just put the carbon, you know, triplicate in there and you didn't even have to have ink right because you got two copies from the three right and it worked fine huh. yeah it's pretty cool yeah and i had a cgp220 the one that uh, brian weaser was showing the manual for earlier the full size eight and a half by 11 color ink jet and that's what i used to do reports for high school and i think my first year university cool ah so david lord's asking is there an update on on cosmic aliens and there's not an update because i've just been too lazy to work on it um I like playing games, uh, but making games is still kind of like work, and I'm just usually not a big fan of work. I like play more than I like this work. This is tell us the truth corner of this our is, show. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I appreciate you asking, David Lord. Um, and, and here's the thing. We've been talking about inspiration, and, uh, and Nick Morota's working on stuff. Everybody's, you know, um, Rob Inman's jumping into Nitrous 9, so people are getting inspired to do things. I really should be more inspired to work on my own game, but honestly, I'm just lazy, you know? I mean, in my head, I know what I need to do. I know what all the steps are. I've kind of pre-planned and pre-thought of most of the logic. Um, but now having to sit down and do it, that's the part that I don't look forward to, the actual manual labor part of typing in and testing and that kind of stuff. So um, it's a bad habit of mine. I'm just I'm lazy. Um, so three three months from now, you can... Not have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's set, the thing, though. Set but, it up. Now. But but we're talking about being inspired. Uh, we're talking about how Nick Marota is working on a basic program too. So maybe later on tonight, we could do a um, a live stream of just live coding where we could all be working on a project and share screens and share ideas and inspire each other to work on some of our own software. Because honestly, if it's up to me to do it, it's not getting done. Um, so maybe instead of doing an after dark tonight, we can do a uh, live coding without a net. Anybody up for that? If I didn't have commitments this evening, I'd be definitely up for it. Yeah, but, Nick, uh, yeah. Nick Moretti, you up for doing some basic programming on the Coco together, you yeah, and me? I wouldn't mind working on a little more tonight. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I think it'd be interesting, to, you know, pure basic, trying basic in RSB, and also... Um, converting some simple basic uh, routines into basic or not. Okay. Well, you, you're welcome can... to do all that crap. I'm just going to stick on normal <laughs> disk extended color basic. But yeah, it's, I mean, everybody can share their screen and show off what they're doing. I'll just work on my, you know, hashing out some of my aliens code and my current text version, you know. So if you want to do that and you want to, you know, kind of annotate what you're doing, Rob, or maybe even screen share what you're doing from time to time. That's fine. I could tell you I won't be doing that, but I would like to see well, you Nick, doing it. Nick Moroda is uh, Nick Moroda is exploring basic on Okay, so yeah, so Nick Moroda might be interested no, in he's, that. He's doing basic no, right now it's extended color basic. Uh, eventually I'll I'll uh, reimplement it in basic 09. Uh, it'll be a reimplementation cuz it'll be totally different, but uh, um, but I'm just getting my feet wet with uh, color basic again right now cuz I haven't coded anything for the Coco in 30 years, so. Yeah. And, and Stevie, did you see Sixty's uh, comment? Yeah, he says you need, to get a, you need to get an intern to do that trivial actual typing the thing in for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Nick, all started uh, a week ago when I was doing the waterfall. 
when I yeah, did it the is. first version. And then, and then yeah, we had all these people come in on the live show and offer suggestions and, yeah. wow, that's good. And how do you do that? It became a big community yeah, thing. Yeah, so uh, maybe we, that, could that crowd, we could crowdsource some of our coding tonight. And that was the purpose yeah. of it. And that honest. was the purpose of it. And that's why I released a, an, an updated version Two or whatever I called it. Oh, I haven't later. seen version two. What... Okay, so we'll try that too. Maybe we'll do some live streaming of Waterfall Two, as well. Yeah, well, it, but yeah, that that's the thing it was a community thing and inspired all these other people to um, to do things. I think Nick Marode is only you know starting that because of uh, the whole Waterfall thing as well. So yeah, all right. That's, well, an, that's, a, that's another one I've got to try out this week. I've got all the, yeah. I've got a whole ton of Nick Marenti's uh, software to try out this week. So yeah, that's right. So yeah, I don't have any fancy right. machine language or subroutines or anything like that. I'm not. No, on don't pure basic that straight away. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm determined to port the entire Nick Marenti's library to OS nine. <laughs> Just <Wow. laughs> have at her, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, except Cogs for uh, about. I mean, it is it is inspirational, and, and in a way, it's kind of we got to hold each other accountable too. Because I need, I I I'm not motivated. I am not motivated to work on my own projects. This is true on the cocoa. This is true for anything in life. So, it's like when it comes to work, I'm not a big fan of work. I'm just lazy. So um, maybe some... that's not entirely true, though. I mean, because you actually, when you did the first run of Cosmic Aliens, you you plowed into that and got the first version done pretty well straight through yeah yeah and I, but you're kind of like i used to be where you, you get a burst where you felt inspired enough to do it and then after a couple of weeks it's like oh, i'm sick of this yeah so i'd uh, like to get coco max to play music while i uh draw coco max you know, yeah you you pick a color and you start drawing and stuff and it's playing music and then you pick another well, that's color. Easy. I, Ron, yeah. I can tell you how to do that already just uh, put a cassette player in and then I um I can relate in a sort of way what you, to what you're saying there, Stevie, about uh, motivation. Although my problem isn't so much the motivation to work on my project; it's that I keep on saying yes to everybody else's repairs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah then you're all People say, "Oh, can you fix this for me? Can you fix?" I've got a, a room full of um, analog synthesizers next door that I've got to fix for for friends and and, and other bits and pieces and. Uh, you know, each week we, we, we do another episode of Coco Talk and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, you know, saying I'm going to show up something with the with the modular synthesizer next week and then it's, oh, it'll mm-hmm. be the week after that, be the week after that. and But because I, I keep on saying yes to everybody else's project and never get time to do my own. So I'm, Inspiration, okay. motivation, yeah. They're, they're the things you've got to master first uh, to be yeah. able to stay motivated on a project. And, uh, and uh, well, I, I do it by if I get tired of a project, I just – Find something else to do for a while, just a bit of a break. A cheap knockoff. Come back. Come, yeah, you can <laughs> write a cheap knockoff and uh, then come back. As long as you don't let that become your main project. It was only a one-week uh, interlude. Well, the other thing is, too, is that sometimes you realize that uh, once you get into the project front, if you're going, this isn't really turning my crank. Like, I'm not getting inspired anymore. But, yeah. And you drop the project. I mean, Nick's had several games that he showed us, you know, the early prototypes of that he never – completed i have tons of stuff that i've started yeah just either gave up for technical yeah. reasons or gave up because it got boring or, or whatever so yeah. don't feel bad if you have to drop a project because it's just not turning your crank feel free to release it publicly so if somebody else has that itch to scratch they could finish it all right yeah if you say if you say turning turning your crank one more time curtis <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm turning your crank am i <laughs> 
You know what really uh, turns my crank? <laughs> uh, well, don't yeah. don't have David Ladd answer that. <laughs> does, does crikey mean something like turning the crank or crikey? Not really. No, it's just, it's just a thing of like a wow or a what on earth. Or, oh, you know, oh just, here we go. You, I thought crikey you, meant angry or something. Oh, he's no, no, a crank crikey. We hear, oh, speak, crikey! Sorry. Speaking yeah. of crikey, let's let's get let's hear let's hear Nick Marionette's talk about electricity real quick. We need a good crikey. Here. Hold <laughs> on one second. Well, he was very against it. Nick Marionette on electricity. <laughs> crikey! Electricity is a fad. The big market is just open flame. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Nitro Stein, Ease of Use Edition. Hashtag OS9 Forever. Crikey! <laughs> I'll never crikey, get enough of hearing Nick Maranti say crikey. Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed you found some idiot to do the voice. Yeah. <laughs> you can it's get people to read anything these days. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you don't tell me what it's for. <laughs> Here, read this. <laughs> Sign this. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're going to... answer your question, Ron, basically, crikey is basically a, a, an expression that means like, you know, oh, my goodness, or something like that, or, or oh, wow, or... Or like, geez. Shock, shock or surprise, or something like that, yeah and, yeah. and no one really says it anymore. I think that was a Steve Irwin thing, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then when he got stabbed by that animal. Yeah, Stingray. Yeah, yeah. that was a real crikey then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then it became WTF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Wallaby. <laughs> Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. So yeah. here, so here's what we're gonna do. It is, uh, it is almost 5 p.m. my Florida time right now. We're gonna put a fork in this episode. We're gonna agree to possibly get back together in maybe three hours, 8 p.m. our time. Uh, does that work for those who want to code, or do you need more time? You need a little bit more time to dinner and and, yeah, and night, real life stuff. Yeah. No. All right, all right, we're gonna tentatively say we'll be back around 8 p.m. No later than 9 p.m. tonight for live coding without a net. We're going to inspire each other. We will collaborate. We'll share. We'll, um, and we'll, we'll work on stuff. That that uh, new gizmo? Do we need... I don't know that this would make the most sense to live audio, the coding that you can't see. So we probably, yeah, won't, uh, we probably won't live audio podcast this, but we will live stream it. Uh, yeah. you're, you're discriminating a certain portion of our population. Uh, well, they well, got to come and try and sue us. <laughs> if I talk real quiet, they won't know that we're doing that. No, okay. Shh. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all they're going to hear is a bunch of clickety clacks. Yeah, clickety clack. Hey, it sounds like you're listening to David on Discord. Right. So, um, so it's yeah, like so, me coding. Okay. So, and hopefully in about three hours, we'll be back with some crikey coding. And we'll just we'll, we'll screen share, we'll 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 idea share, and we'll just work on stuff. And hopefully, you know, in a, in a word, to me, it's discipline. I'm very undisciplined. So you talk about motivation and inspiration; those are all great words. But at the end of the day, there needs to be a level of discipline to stay committed to a project. And, and that's that, something that's I, the kind of guy we need on this show. <laughs> a, a guy with discipline. Yes. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Anyone? Wait, you picked the wrong show. 
Did you see Ken Ken uh, Ken Ken make its comment? What's that? Uh, where what he said he's going to make? Is Rob? No hints. I want to build the anticipation. <laughs> a new word. Yes. yes. All right. We're going to put a fork in this. I'm going to run the closing credits, and then we'll have some last minute thoughts. So we'll be right back after the Coco Talk outro, which now I have to find. I've got way too many things on here to. It's it's over there. See outro. It? There we go. All right. I'm going to click on the outro. We'll be back in just a minute here, folks. <laughs> this concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading now, live let me talk tell you show why you're featuring so wrong. the Tandy Color Computer. <laughs> For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to CocoTalk at CocoTalk.live. CocoTalk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because CocoTalk is rocking the 8-bit world. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morentes, Rondell Vaux, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Steggy, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Diffendaffer for making my head explode. Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I M A C O C O N U T.com. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. All right, and we are back. And Erica was asking us if, uh, how do you join Zoom? The link to join us on Zoom is on our Discord server. I've just post. I've just posted the. Um, the, the zoom link, I'm also going to be posting the discord link. So for those of you who want to take part in our daily conversations on how we talk about the cocoa and how we share information about the cocoa, we're on discord all the time. So discord has got a lot of different channels where you can share information. And, uh, we also have live chats. We're talking like on a group phone call throughout the evenings. And so, Discord is kind of how we stay together and stay in touch all the time. Plus, you can share text, you can share programs, you can share, share screenshots and all kinds of things too. So, it's quite handy for collaboration. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, join us on Discord, Erico. I'm not sure if it's Erico or Erico. 
Um, I'm not sure if I'm putting the right emphasis on the proper syllable there. Um, Pause. <laughs> composite. Same yeah, composite. <laughs> potato, potato. So yeah, join us, and then uh, then you can join us on Zoom. And once you're in Zoom, you can screen share. All that good stuff. You have to install the Zoom client on your computer, but it is also cross-platform. So you can be on Mac or Windows or Linux, uh, whatever your flavor is. RS-DOS, OS9, there's a client for everything. Um, phones. Yeah. Some phones. Yep. All right. So we're going to put a fork in this. Anybody have any parting thoughts, anything to say to our 30-some-odd people who have been with us all day? I obviously want to just say... Uh, thank you. Yes, you're too kind. And thank you. Happy birthday to the um, video text machine, huh? Eriko. Eriko? Eriko? Okay, well, when you join us, you can say Eriko. I'm not sure how to say it. Um, Join us. Eriko. 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 Okay, like Jericho. Okay. Um, All right, parting thoughts. Words of wisdom. I'd like to say I got a high score on uh, Neutroid 2.015. I just started the game, let it run on its own, and I got a score, so I'm counting that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. So it's really an easy uh, game so far. So how hot can it be? Yeah. But, okay. but what is it? What, uh, anyway, <laughs> I can't figure out that. Curtis Boyle, parting <laughs> thoughts. Um, I might actually make your uh, little programming thing tonight for a bit. Okay, we, we definitely like your input. Uh, David O'Connor from Australia, parting thoughts. Always power off your Mega Mini before you, <laughs> before you plug another Mega Mini into it. Friends don't let friends plug multi-packs into multi-packs without first uh, depowering them. Yes. Not try anything you see at home. That's right. Ron Delvo, mm. parting thoughts. Yeah, I'd have none except for the birthday thing, you know. Birthday of the... Of the uh, be happy of the uh, video text. Yes, Terry yep. Steggy, parting thoughts. Yeah, I think the programming thing sounds like a great idea tonight. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll try to not have any vulgar comments during this programming thing. Um, uh, Mark, can we have adult beverages. We can. If you're an adult and you'd like to have one, feel oh, okay. free. Hiccup, hiccup. Mark Bosley, uh, parting thoughts. Oh, my thoughts have parted. <laughs> much like the red sea uh, it's parted with a p yes uh so what about uh any parting thoughts from you uh no i'm good i'm gonna enter my name in high score and, and that'll be uh that'll be it for me okay nick Can you us on the programming thing tonight there nick oh, i think so i can't screen share though unless i get my uh I had a weird problem with uh, VCC yesterday, and I don't. A name is given. Right, or you could point your point your camera at your Coco. I was yeah. doing it old school, like Nick Morenti's. Yeah. Right. Yep. Quoting on the hardware. Nick Morenti's parting thoughts. Uh, EOU is the best thing to happen to Nitrous Nine. There you go. <laughs> That's right. a pretty low bar to set, though, isn't it? Where's the real <laughs> Nick Morenti? What I want to know. Grant Leedy, you still with us? <laughs> Is Greg here? Yes, I'm, yes, I'm still here. Is this damn show over yet? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's in the elevator. And the any uh, <laughs> parting thoughts, Grant Lady? No, nope, great show, and I hope to see everybody here later this evening. Okay, okay. And Rob Inman, you have the final word. Uh, uh, well, the final word is tonight. If Rondell though tells you to plug something into your your anus, do not listen. I won't. I don't. 
I'm not a programmer. I may not be there. Well, you should learn there, Ron. Just come and learn yeah, some stuff. I have no, no, I, it's like climbing Mount Everest. I just don't have the drive to do that. Okay. Well, you can just, you can cheer us on or heckle if you'd like. So, well, that what you're going to say, you're going to have somebody, you know, I'm going to speak up and say, you know what, it'd be cool if you did this. And somebody's going to say, it'd be cool if you pushed the off button. <laughs> you're a graphic artist too, aren't you? Huh? You're a bit of a graphic artist, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, that's, that's it. But well, you know, should help us design some icons then. Yeah, I could. You send an icon editor. Put on the work. He's got nothing to do. <laughs> it's in the latest version that I have to download then? Uh, no, I'll have to send that to you specially. It's oh, a preview okay. of the next version. Okay. Ah. All right. Well, I'm going to press the button. I want to thank everybody who's watched us live today, who's been part of our live video feed. I'm not sure how many people were listening live because I have no way to see those numbers. Other than the few people that have chatted, which has mostly been ourselves, so Nick Marota, myself, and Terry Steggy, we're live chatting on the Spreaker live audio podcast feed. Uh, hopefully more people will join us audibly live in the future as the word gets out. Uh, so uh, just going back to who's been in the live chat, James Jones has been here. Mark B. has been here. Curtis Boyle, Terry Steggy, Robin Min has been here. Eric Canales, Retro Innovations, Dave's Hobbies, Tom C. from Jersey, Al Hartman from Jersey, Paul Fiscarelli stopped by and said, yo, how's it going over there? David Lord, GE Galaxy Emperor, Retro Innovations, Jim Brain has been here, um, Rob Inman, Eric Canales, lots of people, Ken Reichard, Paul Thayer, Curtis Boyle, Karen Anscombe, Sixie, Joe Burnett has been here. It's hard to scroll through all these names. I'm going to miss a few. Aminico has been here. Uh, James Jones, Nick Marota, Al Hartman, James Jones, Ken Reichert can uh, make it. Uh, Bill Noble has been here. Vocal Studio, that's Bruce Moore. Lots of people in the live chat. If I missed your name, I do apologize, but you know you're there. We know you're there. We appreciate you hanging out with us for three hours today. And hopefully you'll join us again tonight. And on a future episode of Cocoa Talk, we are pressing the button in three Mississippi. Say goodbye, everybody, to Mississippi. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye. One Mississippi. Bye, everybody. And here we go. Now I've got to press two buttons. I've got to stop streaming on the video. And now I have to stop streaming on the audio. Goodbye, audio podcast. Say goodbye to the podcast, too, people. Bye, audio Bye. podcast. Bye. Audio. Bye. Bye. Bye.